Hello everybody and welcome to The Bit Effect. Today we are going to be doing part one of a part two celebration of the games of a generation. Two part, two part celebration. I, yeah, it's, it's I two part, said, not, not a part one. You said a part two. Part, yeah, part one of a part two. Guys, sorry, I just learned English. I, I, I don't know if I can um, work with this level of um, amateurism. <laughs> so what, what they said, yeah, we're going to be doing that. So uh, Craig, play a little music and then we'll crack into this sucker. With me to discuss the games of a on a deathbed, that little heart rate monitor is beeping very slowly. It's getting ready to die. Craig. Mm-hmm. Alright. As per usual, Craig's <laughs> the the auto the auto Mike. thing kicked in there, didn't it? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um <clears throat> hello. I'm still here. Okay. And Luke. Uh, yeah, I'm just here looking through the, the PlayStation Store sale. Um. All right. So as per the last one we did, the games of the year, uh, we're going to try to keep this all killer, no filler. So we're going to crack right into this. We have a bunch of categories that we have. These are a lot more generic categories. To start off this list of the best of the generation, we're going to start with ARPG. These are not necessarily our favorite ones, but a lot of times they are. These are what we all think the best are. And boy, howdy, it is hard to file it down to just one game. So who wants to start this? Mm. Not me. <laughs> you spoke first. Not everybody <laughs> wants to spoke first. Oh, okay. Well, um, yeah. Monster Hunter World. What, what a good choice to start off with. A return to form from Capcom. A beautiful, amazing, big PS4 release. Uh, also out on the other consoles, actually. But weirdly to me, thought of as a PS4 game. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's, it's the biggest. It's, it's arguably the best. And there's not much more to say than that, really, is there? What, what else does it have in terms of competition? Probably loads, but... Yeah, yeah, I think I think most well, Hunter... not within that same genre. Yeah, for time for time spent. I mean, you have like token. I think it. I think it took it. It took the top for me, and that's that's just me. That's not you, Dave. Because uh, surprisingly, what's your choice? <laughs> it's like your personal list, uh, isn't it, Mike? <laughs> I, I will. I will. Yeah, I'll just chime in here and say, yeah, I also picked Monster Hunter World. Um, it it took something that was arguably semi-popular in the U.S. and made it explode almost as much as it does in Japan. I don't think we quite have those numbers yet, but it being Capcom's best-selling game to date, it's it. Um, I was really happy to see the Western world kind of explode with enthusiasm for Monster Hunter. And it's not really anything I can point to in that game and say, ah, oh, I, I wish they changed that. There's not much. So for me, it's also the best Monster Hunter game, hands down. That is pretty good there. <laughs> like we had a lot of fun Aye. just running about the place. We did. I uh, um, I'm currently up to 1,100 hours, and I think I'm about ready to put it down until March when the new Monster Hunter comes out. So <laughs> it, it, I definitely got my money's worth on this. Uh, I would say so. Yeah. 1,100 hours. That's like two years. That's a long time. Yeah. yeah. 
Jeez, well, right, well you guys. Uh, my my pick for this is a slightly different tangent for slightly different reasons. I picked Dishonored <laughs> two because of all the games with vague leveling up systems and action and fun, I think this took the biscuit. No, no, it didn't take the biscuit. I don't know what the phrase is to describe what it did, but it did it well. So I'm I'm one for character choice and deciding how I want to progress through the game. And Dishonored is one game series that lets you do that so you can be stealthy you can be shooty you can run about with a sword and do some sword play or you can you know like fling people about the map it's it's brilliant um the game itself is fantastic i absolutely loved it so for me that takes top spot here and i was really tempted by monster hunter but it was pipped to the piglet okay my fr- my phrases aren't going that well here. I'm really sorry. No, that kind of died on the vine. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> for me, I went Dark Souls 3 because it's the first Dark Souls that I actually got into, even though I've tried many times. It kind of feels like you're, you're pulling your face along gravel sometimes, those first first attempts. But um, it's weird because Dark Souls 3 seems to generally get shit on by the community, but I think it's maybe the best one. So... Um, yeah, just just madly fell in love with that game, the world mechanics, finally. Um, and it's a great game. I think it's one yeah. of the best. Yeah, I suppose that. It's, it's good. Yeah, 3 is weird. Because uh, you're right, it is probably, other than I like Dark Souls 2 being the most controversial thing in the Souls series, I think it is the most polished in terms of gameplay. Yeah, but maybe doesn't do much. Like, if I could have... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a problem for me. More souls is more souls. It's it's good for the most part. Um, and you've gone back and played the ones before it. Right? I got three quarters of the way through one. I can't remember why I stopped, and I haven't tried two yet. Well, I have a good idea why you stopped. Was the answer jank, 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 jank? jank. <laughs> it could have been. Yeah, it could have been. Um, <laughs> I think I got like insta-killed by a boss and i thought oh, I'll, I'll do this later and it just never happened so i you know, yeah i think i think when people uh in the future look back on the soul series three will probably be the the most popular one just because of how polished the game actually is and i mean that leads into like sekiro in terms of polish but i think for souls yeah it doesn't get much more polished than three i i really enjoyed my time with it um i've got to say Oh well, well, Craig. I mean, you are a legendary Souls hound. Oh yeah, yeah. I just, I, I don't want to beat that first introductory boss, you know, in the tutorial. But yeah. I just, I want to relish that for a, for a long time to That's come. Well, after you do it, I mean, game's over, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not going to play after that. No. I'll tease him and tease <laughs> him and tease him, and then I'll, I'll beat him, and that'll be it. <laughs> All right, next category we have, because RPG is fun to split up into about five different categories, we have our best Western JR, Western JRPG. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. I am. All right, so ones that are made in the west of Japan, not the east. Uh, okay, our best Western RPG. Uh, I'll go first with that one, because I've got a unique answer here. And The Witcher 3. Um, uh, ooh. Mm-hmm. Intriguing. I don't know. I don't Tell know what you more. guys picked for this, but I think I think The Witcher Three for me was actually the peak of our GPness. 
Arpeginus? Archipenis? I keep, I always get it wrong. Archipenis? No, I said that again. Arpeginus. Yeah, the world is fantastic. The characters are well written. You know, you can just lose yourself in that game and... The, the difficulty is just right. You can bump it up and start worrying about oiling your sword. I need to oil my swords. Like, I just love all that crap. So, for me, The Witcher 3 it was absolute, it was just the obvious choice for this one. Um, what about you guys? It's a tough choice, but I, I think I know what everyone else has gone for here. So, I'll, I'll hold <laughs> off for the moment. <laughs> I went Witcher 3 as well, but I'm going to disagree on one thing i think the combat in this game drags the arse out of it it's the worst part of the game uh because it doesn't progress it's like the same from start to finish but everything else about the game is absolutely amazing like it's one of the few games where the side quests are amazing if not better than the actual story the majority of them and yeah it it took a while it took a few attempts to like start stop but just getting through that game and I've, I've, oh, it was amazing. And del- I've deliberately left one of the, the DLCs for the day that I do go back. Yeah, for the DLCs when they really finally announce Witcher 4, that's when I'll do Hearts of Stone and, and Blood and Wine. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah my, my choice is also The Witcher 3 because this is probably the best contender, not the winner, but best contender for absolute game of the generation for me it was something that i i love to fall into uh spent a couple hundred hours in it and i don't like open world games that much but this never felt like that open world checklist to me this was always um it'll be fun to go check up on this character and see what they're doing and oh yeah i'm I'm fighting a griffin so i need to go find this you know uh there was a lot of just fun time to be had just running through novagrad and then getting your hair cut and then watching Roach run into a tree because he's the dumbest horse in existence. It's just a fun world to inhabit. So, yeah, uh, Witcher 3 is something that on any given day, I kind of feel like playing. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, I'd say I, I kind of enjoyed it, but maybe not as much as the rest of you. Hence my choice of uh, Divinity Original Sin. <laughs> but uh, being hey. the only game in the series that i've played um yeah this this was a this was a hard topic because it looks like every wrpg worth caring about the the list is cut down to literally about five decent games from this entire generation uh with the majority existing in the previous generation or the ones before um yeah no risen (laughs) three titan lords and uh gothicas yeah i don't know I'm not sure what was happening there, but yeah, uh, Divinity seems like a safe safe bet for me. I just I just got completely engrossed in it. I've I've already spoke about it enough on previous episodes, so I'm sure we can glaze over me and and, and move on to the next. Well, well, uh, really, really like. quick before we move on, uh, this generation for you guys have have you seen more? Uh, well, have your playtime seen more WRPGs or JRPGs? This might be the first generation where the WRPG outweighed the the JRPG for me. Yeah, I think I think the same, but not just from this gen, like from previous generations as well. Just in general, it's been WRPG. Ooh, so all those 
combined yes. Persona Fives and oh, I forgot Final Fantasy Seven yeah. remakes. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Um, <laughs> I thought I thought some of us were playing Persona Four Golden yeah, and Five, and maybe even Free Fez. Yeah. That, that's probably so. What I meant to say, <laughs> what I meant to say is, uh, uh, sorry, what about Nino Cooney um, guys? Nino Cooney. Oh God, Cooney. yeah, and Dra- Dragon Quest. Uh, what I meant to say was, this was actually the first. <laughs> generation where the JRPG <laughs> kind of took precedence in my time from Persona to Yakuza to ev- everything basically that I've played has been JRPGs. Whoops. Wow. Um, I, li- I like to see in real time how your brain works. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd like to take a... I should have done this at the top and I'm sorry. I'm having an off day. Um, the way we decided what's a generation... Um, Basically, Nintendo throws a, a spanner in the works every single time because they do these weird halfway through other people's gens. They just decide, eh, I don't know, let's start one. So uh, what, what how we're doing this is we're doing from current day right where we are now, which is January 9th, I believe. And we went as far back as the Wii U, and that includes handhelds. So your 3DS, your Vita, uh, the Switch are all in here. Um, I mean, it's very rare that a, a Wii U game will, will make it on this list, but you never know. It might at some point. So, yeah, uh, that's what we're considering a generation. And it's weird because while PS4 and, and Xbox are slowing down, Switch seems to be cranking up. So uh, hopefully there won't be any really, really, really good games. Otherwise, we'll look like idiots. But, yeah. Okay. We, I noticed we didn't include a... Well, Ouya there's there's game. a good gut question. Yeah. Who actually has an Ouya besides me? A... Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I have never <laughs> taken it out of the box. I bought it for like twenty dollars oh, and went, "All right, I got okay. one." <laughs> <laughs> I did it. Trophy unlocked. All right. So, uh, the natural progression after the WRPG is, of course, the JRPG. Uh, and this gen, despite what I just said, has been cram packed full of really high impact ones. So, what made the biggest crater for you guys? Oh, oh who's going to go fast? We should have really decided this in advance. Oh. All right, I'll go first oh. because uh, mine is definitely the most recent. Uh, you heard us gush about Like a Dragon on the episode for Like a Dragon, then on the Game of the Year podcast. So, I'm not going to gush too much now, but I just finished platinuming it. And I still want another reason to play more. Uh, this game is is a fantastic JRPG in a year full of really good ones and a gen full of monstrous ones. So yeah, Like a Dragon wins. Uh, I too have Like a Dragon on uh, for all of those reasons and the many reasons we said on the episode. So I'm not, again, going to gush too much. And having played, actually, now that Mike has reminded me, so many JRPGs, it still sits at the top of the pile. I think it's revolutionary, almost, in what it does, as we've already gushed. Shut up, Craig. What about you, Mike? Yeah, I, I think I, I think it's it's definitely top of the picks for me, but at the same point, I think there has been a... Uh, awkwardly, a little bit of a... Oh, really? A, a weak generation for JRPGs. I don't know. I just feel like a lot of remastered and sort of like returns of old stuff, but not enough, not enough new. Um, I don't know. I mean, a lot of a lot of people have been gushing about Persona Four and Three, you know, like as we're still playing Persona Five, and it's sort of 
don't know. Um, you know, you've got Final Fantasy 15 and things like that. There's, there's a lot going on, but no, Yakuza takes it easy. But it's just sort of, I don't know. I've not, I've not been satisfied JRPG-wise. Uh, do you like Star Ocean? Because there's a buttload of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've got... I've got a um, good job remembering integrity that integrity and faithlessness. <laughs> is it something like that? But it's still, it's still sealed. Uh, it's, it's still sealed. I've not opened it. I've not opened it. I'm I'm tempted, you know, but I've heard it's a bit of a yeah. In a Craig like so. twist, um, well, well, I might have point. to advise what I just said. With you're right. Most of them have been remasters of like, oh hey, Residents of Fate is back. That's cool. And and Final Fantasy VII's back. I mean, fifteen isn't really a traditional but like in terms of traditional jrpgs you might be right the ones that did land landed hard but there weren't too many traditional jrpgs but luke you were the odd man out what did you pick uh yeah i've not gelled with jrpgs this generation too much i think i don't know uh well maybe i have there's, there's one in particular that i really liked but this this one is my if I had to pick one, this will be it, and it's uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Not that it's a knock on the game; it's it's actually amazing. But um, it, I wouldn't class it as a traditional. I, I don't know. JR, JRPG to me is like turn based. Like yeah, this is weird turn based. You know, there are turns. You can see there are turns, but things don't stop happening, so it doesn't feel like there's turns. Yeah, it almost it almost feels like a Western RPG in a, a sense, but um, I think it's the first time Square have properly nailed it. Like I, I didn't gel with that combat system very well in Final Fantasy fifteen, but they've, I, I think they've they've really got it, like tooled up for Final Fantasy seven. And as you say, you can you can switch and do the moves if you want, like turn based proper style, which is which is I kind of play in a mix. So you know, I'll, I'll combo up and then I'll. Once I'm ready, I'll, I'll fire all the turns off at once and jump around. So, yeah, a uh, really, really good game. An amazing blast of nostalgia, which I, is always welcome when you're locked in your home. And it looks and sounds Butter. great. Part two? Need? The... <laughs> Part two? Why is that the first thing that popped into my head? What else do you need? Butter. Oh, you already have jam. <laughs> so it's a little bit of honor. All right, doing a complete 180. Um, Who's eating Chris? Fucking cheesy watts, it's for Marquis, isn't it? I can tell that packet. <laughs> okay. You're so cute. All right. So in a complete 180, next we have the f- best first-person shooter. I um not not necessarily a genre that I really played a bunch of, but again I, I loved Wolfenstein New Order. Uh, let's pretend the sequels never happened because this game is almost a perfect first-person shooter for me. Um, it's very rare that I love the gameplay and also care about the story. I mean, you have things like Doom where the gameplay was was king. It was arguably better than Wolfenstein, but I think. The inclusion of a decent BJ Blazkowicz and a pretty good story uh, really put this over the edge for me. I, I had a few contenders, but uh, let's see what you guys had. Uh, well, the opening of that game, 
actually blew me away because it, you know, like you crash in the plane and then you're walking up a building, scaling it, shooting folk. And I was like, oh, and the whole game is like that set PC man shooter amazingness, isn't it? It's, it's, it's <laughs> oh, <brilliant>. yeah. <laughs> For me, it was the wheelchair scene. And the moment the oh, wheelchair yeah, scene yeah. started, I'm like, oh, oh, this is good. Yep. So, um, yeah. So, I, uh, first person shooter for me, I struggle with first person shooters because I generally struggle struggle with linear games where you shoot and not much else goes on. So, for this one, I've actually picked Deus Ex Mankind Divided, which, strictly piece, speaking, is in first person and you can choose to shoot in it. So, I went with that. Um, but I went with it because in the my, my world, I love games, as I said before, where you can choose your own way to play. And this game provided the perfect opportunity to complete it without killing anyone, including bosses. So I made it my goal for that game. And I still haven't shot anyone as Adam Jensen in that game. I I, I haven't put it back in and played any lethal run of it. So I've (sighs) never killed anyone in my first-person shooter of the generation. I typhooned a lot of people. (laughs) Typhooned a lot of them. I, I just think... I think it was a brilliant thing to do. You could do it in in, man, in Human Revolution, but you had to still fight the bosses, and that always felt a bit disjointed. So they they nailed it this time. You have to jump through many hoops to not fight some of these people, but it's satisfying to take people down without without combat. Yeah, I'll go next. Um, so I went with Titanfall Two. I think it is one of the best shooters ever made. Um. And it's weird I wasn't that interested in it when I first saw it, but it it's just a crack and respawn game. It's got a great single player story. The multiplayer is amazing. Um there's multiple different ways to play it. You can play it as a straight up normal shooter, you can jump on walls if you want to do all that stuff. Um the guns feel great. It's just one of the best games of the generation. And I quite like the it ties in with Apex Legends all being I in the same totally world. Totally did not know that. Hopefully we <laughs> see more of that. <laughs> I was about to say, I, I don't think I've even played Apex Legends really, but the, the truth is um, the first Titanfall was the pretty much the game that made me push towards getting an Xbox One. Um, so when the second one came out, uh, it was weird looking through my games completed list because I got to, I think it was the end of 2015 this came out. Might have been the end of 2016. I'm going to say end of 2015 for the moment. But um, it showed that from sort of like October onwards, no games were completed at all. And I thought, that's weird. It shows I've completed like four four or five games a month for every other month, you know, the years before, the years after. And then I looked at at my Google pictures and I went, ah, right. That's when we were playing Titanfall 2 for months on end. Sort of like locked away from the world and... I mean, the single player was 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 really good, but the multiplayer was just a you know it's just a different place. I was there for and that's that's what pushed it over the edge. You know, no no game got like that for the entire generation. I remember you and Grim just really, just uh, monstered time on yeah. on Titanfall two. Mm, mm. You know, it's hard to get hard to get more on the on the crew, but uh, even with just me and Grim, it was you know the best best of experiences yeah even with laggy internet connection on t- on occasion <laughs> all right so moving down the list we now have third person shooters uh this this was hotly contentious for me because i really enjoy a good third person shooter um i'll let somebody else go first this time because i have a bit of an odd pick but uh who wants to go mike mike do you want to 
take control. Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> okay, okay. So Control is the the game from the end of last year, which um which popped up as sort of like my secret oh I'm not sure this could well be my game of the year sort of thing. And I don't think it it did get there in the end, but it was sort of like um yeah, it's just it's just you know, I've loved my <laughs> remedy games over the years to a point. <laughs> until until of course Quantum Break and you know, it's it's like it's just them coming back on form. This is this is absolutely essential playing. Uh, I don't know what the game's like without with with the uh, DLC and stuff, to be honest. And I'm sure we'll get many more opportunities to re-experience it. But it's just you know, playing playing a game like this in a somewhat other dimension sort of thing with with so much crazy stuff going on around you. It's just just an intriguing game. It looks on point it plays well it's it's got all sorts of it's got all the best bits of max Payne or any other remedy game that you've ever liked um and yeah yeah visually absolutely amazing but you know i'm i'm gonna be playing it again this this gen because it's it's coming back again but uh i don't know i don't know it's it's quite hotly contested i, I think 90% of the games we've probably played this generation have been, <laughs> yeah. you know, third, third person shooters. <laughs> so, so to be honest, if it's, if it's getting a good fight against things like Uncharted 4, for example, then you know they've done something right. And the thing is, it, it wasn't really expected. I don't think people thought Control was going to come, come out the gates. So like destroying that year pretty much. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, it's got all the cool stuff and it gets to be quirky. I know everyone loves that, that end sequence stuff and it is quite quirky and it's cool that they get away with it. All these weird little videos, the the mad professor, there's there's, there's so many little things that are likable about it. Even all the all the environments are nice. I, I can't fault it, you know. So uh, what do you think, Craig? Um, I'm I'm the same, obviously, having picked control as well. I can't remember again if it was my game of the year last year, but it, it could have maybe possibly been... It should have been, perhaps I don't know, um, but for me, yeah, it was it was always about the story, the the quirkiness, the kind of general mind bending randomness of it. That coupled with the visual style of it, that sharp, dark with flashes of red up the walls and random blocks, just my eyeballs just fell for it. It's it's gorgeous. Um, and like you say, all those wee things, the the prison area where you go in, I know Dave, you love this, but the prison area has all these trapped entities and one of them is a fridge yeah. and, and the whole point of the fridge, reading all the documentation is you have to be staring at it. If someone isn't staring at it 24-7, it just absolutely goes mad. And you find someone staring at this fridge and you're like, I'll be back, I'll be back and I'll help you in a wee while. Um, feel terrible for that guy, but... Yeah, he's still sitting there for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, he's he's pretty he's toasted for me. But the 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 boss inside the fridge is fantastic as well. Um, yeah, a, 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 an incredible game. It it really is essential playing. That this this right here uh, marks the first demarcation point where I look at a choice you guys have made and went, huh, really, really that that's it. Uh, I I just. Don't like control, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's cool to see that at least it clicked with both of you guys really hard because it's always fun to see somebody really click with something. Luke, what did you think? I, can, I know you've not picked it for this, but what did you see? Being the impartial 
fourth party here then if Dave is a hater and we are lovers I've yet to install it oh crap Sorry. did you not play it <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> uh, it looked cool but I also heard to wait until it was patched um, and then I never did <laughs> or I'm still waiting sorry yeah, <laughs> uh, is it me? yeah go ahead and crack on cool uh, I went for Resident Evil 2 because uh, the, the remake because um, yeah I uh, I just fell in love with that game I, I think it does things that it's not normally the type of game I would play I was gifted it and I have this thing where if somebody gives me a game I have to play it I will finish Neo Dave one day um, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah no it, it it's it's a really really good game and I, I love the way it's managed to keep the old inventory system and other little bits and bobs but update the rest of it and yeah just just a great game and it has a really good feel when you actually do have to shoot things or if you have to run away um yeah really really good game yeah i was stuck on on re2 like, I mean, I like RE3 as well, but RE2 was a big sticking point for me. As I, I'm, like, a hair's breadth away from picking it, too. Uh, for me, I, I picked The Evil Within 2. Uh, I thought, while not nearly as polished and not nearly as just phenomenal an experience, it had a, real, a lot of really cool ideas for that type of horror game. Like, having um, it be mostly stealth-based... In, in like like a Batman or Spider-Man kind of stealth or um, little open world segments where you can go straight to your objective or you can do some side shit because, you hey, there's a monster over there. there there's a quest. Uh, the inclusion of things like traps and uh, crafting your ammo instead of just finding buckets of it laying around uh, added to the survival part of the survival horror. It's so right. I'm kind of stuck because you know, on one end, I think one is a really fun uh, third-person shooter, but RE2 is so polished and just almost a perfect game. It it almost feels like I'm robbing it. Uh, so yeah, Luke, um, I think they're nuts for picking control. So RE2 hands down is the better game, but what I, I think is more notable is uh, Evil Within 2. And if you haven't tried it, um, give it a try. You may not like it, you may hate it, and I'm not a huge Shinji Mikami guy, but I, I I like to keep an eye on what he's doing just because of RE. So, yeah, um, check out Evil Within too. It's interesting. No, yeah, yeah, Craig, Craig, it's Craig also now. Uh, next up, we have one of my absolute favorite genres, and that is real time strategy games. There weren't a lot this generation, but I mean that's kind of par for the course in terms of. Uh, consoles getting PC drip downs and we still haven't seen Iron Harvest yet I was really hoping to play Iron Harvest right now but uh, we've only got like three or four let's say traditional RTSs but there have been a lot of really cool twists on RTS this generation so who wants to go? Uh, I, I could start I suppose with the sharp, sharp um, Shadow Tactics Blades of the Shogun is, has absolutely been my favourite RTS of this generation it's kind of like for me it's a callback to the old commandos which did get a remaster in the end so i've been playing that as well but it's very much it's like a stealthy lovely figure take your time figure everything out and just use your characters your your three or four or whatever three characters you've got wisely and 
every every map that you're on is drawn beautifully. The missions make sense. The story's great. The voice acting's great. Everything about it is brilliant. And it's one of two games on this list that I've got today, but also one of two games in life that I haven't finished because I find it so good. So I'll boot it up. I will play through the whole game to a level that I haven't played before and then I'll master the level and I'll just keep playing <laughs> it and I'll keep playing it, I'll keep playing it and then I'll put it down and I'll leave it for another six months or a year and then I'll pick it back up again and do the same again because it, it really is good. Um, my only regret now is when we spoke about uh, Dave, I can't remember, if we, we didn't do Shadow Tactics for an episode, did we? Or no, we, just... we talked about it on a Game of the Year one year. Ah, oh, right, okay, because I had said at that point, oh, Desperados 3 is coming out, I can't wait for that, and I never bought it. <laughs> I just forgot. No, some of us did, some of us did. Uh, we were supposed to have fun conversations about it, and another person uh, was too busy playing other stuff. I don't know. Uh, now, now I, have a, I have a question for you, um, because I'm not too familiar with this genre. I don't even know what you would call it. it it's real-time strategy, but mm-hmm. it's it's almost real-time stealth strategy. And I, I played like Commandos 1 and then I played like Desperados and that was it. Okay. Uh, so for me, coming to, to Shadow Tactics was, hey, this is a really good game, but I have like no um, view on how it does things better than other ones. Have you played Commandos 2 since? Since that's when I got the remaster. Yeah, I, I've, I've played it. I, I ended up putting it down. Um, the biggest thing that it does well is it converts to console Really, the console controls are phenomenal on it. You feel like you're, you've always got control of your characters. You can swap between them. You can activate things at certain points. You, whereas Commandos, I played that on the PlayStation 4 at the end of last year. And it feels a bit like you're, oh my God, what am I you're clicking all the buttons to try and chain swap characters and running about the place like a madhead. Um, it's, it's, it's just great. And I think it gives you more options as well. Commandos was more about one mission. You've got to just basically sneak your way around and kill everyone as you go around the map. And then the next one, you've just got to hide. The secret to it is you just hide in the corner for a wee while and then you walk off the side. Whereas this has more varied objectives, bigger maps, and a lot more moving parts. Like if you watch it for long enough, a cart could be coming in and out of a compound for in a five-minute loop. And it stops at a wee bush over there, so you can jump in it. I mean, you've only got one chance of jumping in it every 10 minutes. But if you wait, it's your way into the compound. And I think that I really dig. I was going to say, that makes it sound very Hitman-like. Well, it is. What I've just said there, in a few few genres, I will be saying the exact same thing for Hitman. So, (laughs) you know... I mean, there was another way to do it where you could just kill everybody, then jump in the car, <laughs> yeah. and, regardless regardless of where it is on the map. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, my 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 checklist was die 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 die. Oh, I made it. <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that, Luke, if you want to go next. Um. Yeah. So, I I I thought I'd only played one real time strategy game. Uh, this generation. But it turns out I played two, and the, the first one was going to be Two Point Hospital, but I'm actually going to go with Tropical 5, because it was my first Tropical game, and I really enjoyed it. Um, the only thing I'll say is, I used to play a lot of RTS games, and then I became a console gamer, and I I just don't get on with the controller, like, I just want to play with a mouse and keyboard and get frustrated. Like, at the moment, I'm trying to play um, Planet Roller Coaster, which is like a theme park yeah. spiritual successor, 
and the controls are doing my head in so much that like, I want to, but I can't. So, um, not to knock Tropical Five, it does really well with the controls, but yeah, not not take typically my genre on the console, and I'm not a PC gamer, so uh, sorry, that's a bit of a cop out. Uh, Mike, you've got my 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 almost picked as well, so why don't you go ahead? Yeah, this is a bit of a cheat choice to be honest, because I've I've actually picked up quite a number of of real time time strategy games over this generation, things like Dawn of War Three, Company Heroes Two. Uh, yeah, I think I even got pretty much the entire collection of the um the Total War games, but I've barely even started any of them. Um, oh, you're in for a hell of a ride, Mike. I know, I know, but I just don't get the time for it. But the one series I did get the time for, and which I was lagging behind on, was the uh, StarCraft Two series. Uh, being that I, I completed the first and second in the series, there I've still got the Protoss game to play, but. I I'm not in this for the multiplayer. As I've said before in the past, I've I've been absolutely destroyed on multiplayer by people much younger than me, and I don't even want to consider the idea <laughs> of learning that that full game. But uh, for a, for a single player experience, I think StarCraft Two is is right up there. To be honest, every level is is different. It's not like it's not like the old Command and Conquers where it feels like you get the same thing, getting more difficult over and over sort of like all different kind of scenarios so you might have get through the lava uh, oh yeah i, I got, remember the lava one this point lava was fantastic you had it rising and lowering and you got to move quick and oh, oh, yeah. that, was, that was good stuff and the ones where there's like infections and you've got to get to certain areas before they get fully infected oh yeah the day night like, stuff yeah. ah well uh, there's so many cool little things in this and this is for a company which you know has been pretty much lambasted for being we're now part of Activision, sort of, over this generation, too. So it's, it's kind of like... I mean, pe- people still have a grudge with Blizzard, by the sounds of it, but but they do put out quality stuff when when absolutely needed. And, um, yeah, so Star- StarCraft 2, it is a bit close in there. One of, the, one of the games which I'm not sure you're going to mention, Dave, but I still didn't get a chance to try out the Halo Wars games, and I've, I've heard you hammer on about them quite a bit over the generation. Yes, um, uh, one of like four we'll reasons to own an Xbox. Hmm. It's. It, it, I mean, it comes from the assembly guys, and the assembly guys. I, I'm pretty sure. I could be absolutely wrong. Are the um, Age of Empires guys? Yeah. And uh, it doesn't play like an Age of Empires because I'm not a huge fan of Age of Empires. But I, I think it is arguably the best built from a ground up RTS game for a console. In in terms of how it plays, it's it's no really long missions. It's it's very meant for console. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. I was just thinking when you said that. Then I was thinking, is that the Alien Isolation people as well? Uh, no, um, that's Creative Assembly. That's the Total War guys. Uh, okay, okay. Oops. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. It's not Assembly. I'm sorry. I think it's Ensemble. Is the the Age of Empires guys? I'm sorry. So wrong name. Uh, my my PC knowledge okay. is not not great. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that, that's okay. But yeah, I think I think StarCraft's a cheat answer. I think there were going to arguably be other stuff in this generation worth worth talking about. But I just didn't get I didn't get the time. Playing a real time strategy game is a huge huge commitment, isn't it? As as we heard from Luke of two in the whole generation, it's like yeah, can can you do that? Is it possible? Yeah, I mean, you you very much six dig in and just learn. So I don't know. If you <laughs> Um, 
if I still had a PC, uh, it would probably be StarCraft or Total War Warhammer. Uh, I only got to play the tiniest bit before my daughter destroyed my computer of Total War Warhammer. But what I, what I played, I absolutely loved. Uh, I 100% agree with StarCraft II being some of the best RTSs ever made in terms of uh, single player. Because it does all these cool things where you can make choices and your choices determine your units or how they function. or You just have these really nice little tweaks you can do. But I haven't been a PC gamer since Total War Warhammer. So I, I thought it would be kind of cheap for me to choose a PC game. So in terms of the console sphere, I got to say StarCraft 64 uh, is by far the best <laughs> PC to 64 <laughs> translation I've ever played. <laughs> um, Sudden Strike 4. I, I played a couple this year. I played like Ancestors Legacy. I just started playing with They Are Billions, which, who who that is good. Um, but the one that made the most impact and the one that I'm actually excited to go back to with all the DLC and uh, to take my time with it is uh, Sudden Strike 4. It's not your traditional build a base, defend it until you have units, make sure you have your build order ready. It's very much a, hey, here's here's your units. Uh, don't 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 send that tank in alone. It will die, and then you will not have a tank. Uh, it's got cool things that the uh, Command and Conquer series does, where you can you can use people to take cover inside a building. You can uh, do a bunch of really cool stuff, like your your big artillery guns. You actually have to attach them to things to drag them. They're not just simple units you move. You have to think about logistics in a way. Uh, so uh, and it worked fairly well on a console. I never had a problem with the controls personally, but I play a lot of these weird PC to console things. So that made me my bias, but. Yeah, Sudden Strike Four is a really fun game. Well, uh, I'm I'm confused. Is that a subtitle? Or I've never oh, heard of Sudden I, I Strike. I can pretend to, to know, to but honest. no. To be honest, I've so never heard of Sudden Strike. So I'm wondering if it's something that flew under the radar for me, or it's happened since I lost a PC. I, I don't know. So yep, never. Heard, and I've played some, you know, some okay. some weird okay. like Universe at War okay. kind of RTSs that I've that. never heard of before. But yeah, never heard of one, two, or three. If only there Maybe was jump in the some gun. way to find out. Like, if you could find out that Sudden Strike was released in 2000. Um, wow. <laughs> By who? Mindscape. <laughs> oh. Um, and yep. let's see. Sudden Strike 2, 2002. Russian developer Fireglow. Sudden Strike 3 was the first to incorporate a 3D graphics engine. And then you've got Sudden Strike The Last Stand in 2010. Um, so that's a proper old series that I've yeah, never heard of. Yeah. Wow. Well, good for you guys. Uh, I, 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 I thought it was going to be like June, where June one was some sort of mega CD weird adventure game, and June two is this real time. I thought I, I was hoping it was just they started with four because I don't know that's a good number to start with. <laughs> All right. On the other end of the strategic table, we have turn based strategy. Uh, this is another one that I've played so many games this gen in turn-based strategy. It was really rough to hew down. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll get off my chest really quick because I just finished talking about this a little while ago. It, it's Pathfinder Kingmaker. Um, one of my biggest dreams as little nerdy boy Dave has always been give me XCOM but make it fantasy. And this has that pretty much. Um, I thought about Divinity and there's a reason why I didn't pick Divinity but maybe we should save that for maybe a Divinity episode. Uh, this is the jankiest of jank games 
It crashes every 12 seconds on console, but I liked it enough to put in 300 and something hours into it just because I absolutely love this game. It, um, just for fun, in an 11 hour period of playing it, it crashed 37 times. So, no, it is, it, I can't say I'd recommend it on console at all. So, if you can get it on PC, definitely play it on PC, but. Uh, it, it has one of the best things I've ever seen in these type of games where you can turn it between real-time or turn-based. So it can play like Baldur's Gate for those really, who cares, it's two kobolds uh, battles. And then the moment you hit, okay, this is beefy, I need to turn it turn-based, it turns into XCOM. Uh, it is really, really fun. Right, so it's full on. So it's not like mutant year nope, zero nope. You where can, it sort you of can, switches between the two. If you want to get really cheap, you can play one turn turn based until all your guys have gone. Then turn it real time so it resets everything really quick, and then turn it back to turn based to get another turn. You can you can game it if you want, but uh, <laughs> I played through the entire game in turn base, and it yeah. was it was a lot of fun. Hmm. A game that is better than Divinity had my interest until you said it crashed all the time. So yeah, <laughs> oh, it, it is really... it is terrible. Don't 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 play it. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I guess it's no surprise that I'm going to have to go with my my beloved piece of piece of Sega architecture being a uh, Valkyria Chronicles Four, and that was you know it, it was one of my most hyped games of the entire generation. The second I heard they were going to make another Valkyria Chronicles game, I was sort of like. This this is this is amazing. This is amazing, and we were sort of sprinkled with remaster of the first game in advance of that. I already had the PC remaster by that point anyway, and I was sort of like working my way slowly through free on a translated version on the PSP. But yeah, four four came in, and it absolutely absolutely smashed it out of the park. To be honest, it was I'm pretty certain it was the game of the year for me for the that year that I finished it, and um, yeah that. There's something funny about it. It's 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 the sort of style that you talk about in Persona, where every sort of button press feels nice, every cutscene feels nice, every every bit of menu clicking, every bit of scrolling through stuff, everything's just polished to the sort of level that not many games get to. And it's uh, on top of that, it just feels good. All the strategies are there. You get a lot of stuff from sort of two and three coming over. Uh, in fact, actually, no, you don't. You get it. Sort of goes back to the core a bit, but. At yeah, I was gonna say point, it reminds me a lot of one. It does feel it does feel like a, a super polished PS3 game, but at the same point, there wasn't much wrong with a PS3 game originally. So, uh, you know, what what's there to fix? So, um, yeah, I think if they if they did the exact same thing with another another game, um, or well, number five, obviously, I'd, I'd definitely pick it up, and I, I wouldn't have a I wouldn't have a problem in the slightest. I mean, I think in comparison, you've got things like Sakura Wars, which has come back this this generation and kind of they've they've revamped it a little bit, maybe a bit too much. But uh, I'm yet to find out on that side too. But, you know, it's Sega Magic, isn't it? Sega Magic wins the day and uh, easy choice for me. Bought all the DLC, played the whole lot. Well, I think I platinumed it, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, I did, obviously. Yeah, I think you did. I think you did. Yep. Um, A couple of things, because, yeah, I really liked Valkyria Chronicles 4. It really needed a return to form after Valkyria Revolution. Oh boy, that game was not fun. That that was a bad game. Um, and you didn't you didn't mention the best thing about Valkyria Chronicles Four, and that is the mortars having like six mortar guys and just shelling the crap out of the enemy from half the map. It's beautiful. I love shelling people. Yeah, I, I really liked Valkyria Four. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
play it. Cool. Uh, Craig, do you want to cover this one or should I? Uh, you, go, you go for it. I, I, I talk too much. <laughs> um, cool. Okay, so uh, I don't want to go into huge amounts of depth for this because I think we are going to cover it eventually on the show. But um, yeah, Divinity Original Sin, the first one, was this like weird, wonderful like turn-based, it's almost D&D, uh, with a really, really funky story, completely janky in its own little way, but once you once you get involved in it, you can't put it down. Um, and then Divinity 2, it's like they, 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 they scored out the book and just rewrote it again, but 10 times better. Um, honestly, one of the best games I've played, and um, <laughs> me and my friend uh, Sam, or Fizbin, as he likes to be called, <laughs> his character, uh, sorry, he made me say this, um, we were supposed to play this together, Choke and uh, <laughs> we were supposed to play this together. And we started, and then the following week, I I I got really unwell and had to take a week <laughs> off work. And I I just played it for like eight hours a day uh, for the whole week and finished it. So sorry, Sam, we never actually got to play it. But I mean, I never do that, um, and I think that's testament to how much I I play it. So and ha- loved it, Craig. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, Divinity Original Sin too. We I do have an episode of this coming up, so again, won't say too much. But I I played through it with Dave. Um, we had a lot of fun, as I said last week. Did I already? Did we already? I feel like we've spoken about it recently. So yeah, all of all of those reasons from last week. Uh, it was just it was just a rollicking good time. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to say anything else. Don't need to. All right, so you're done rolling your dice. You're done moving your little little figurines, and it's your turn, and then my turn. Let's get into some fighting games because fighting games are very interesting this generation. Like this was almost back to like PS2 level of just complete bangers all the time. Um, the big one for me, I, I think we've I've also done this on a game of the year was uh, Tekken Seven. Tekken Seven literally punched every other fighting game into oblivion it, it just monstered them uh what about you guys i mean tekken 7 is like tekken 3 but really 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 good so not much to talk about yeah um like i'm big in it my fighting games as well you know like <laughs> when you punch and you kick and stuff like that uh but my favorite fighting mechanic from um, fighting games was from Gang Beasts, where you kind of wobbly run up to someone, grab a hold of them, and try and jump off of a moving platform, uh, killing yourself, but not them. Uh, I had an absolute blast. I, this is my serious pick. I had an absolute blast. I thought, I thought I was <laughs> uh, had a blast playing this with the kids, you know. And I'm not big into fighting games, but it fits the category well, and it's it's hilarious to play with other people. It's just so damn funny, really. It's got that Gang Beast is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's got that human fall flat uncontrollability thing going on, where you're just trying to figure out why the hell when you press L1 and R1, your hands just go straight up in the air and you're like, what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> Running about the stage. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Gang Beasts totally wins it for me. And as as I've hinted at many times, I'm not. I played some Street Fighter Five and I played Injustice Two a bit. And that was me for the whole generation, so whatever. No, that's okay. There's going to be a lot of fun out of seeing someone. I always like the idea of that sort of physics thing of grabbing hold of someone's legs and then being pulled into a blender. So <laughs> yeah. I just think, how does that work? At what the point the do you truck one was always my favorite. <laughs> that's cool. Very cool. 
Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, this this has been a monster generation for fighting games. You've had uh, Arc System Works throwing just about a game every single year, and sometimes more. Um, I, I think I already got on the train with things like Blast Blue and stuff like that. It's all fun, a bit of Guilty Gear. Uh, you've even had SNK reappearing with things like Sam- Samurai Showdown, King of Fighters. It's all all good from every angle, pretty much. Um, but for me, it has to be the the old old great old great guard, which is Street Fighter Five, uh, a game hated by some, loved by many, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, that that loves <laughs> that loves definitely. Uh, <laughs> all right, maybe it's the reverse way around. I'm not sure, but. <laughs> No, we put I, our time into it, Mike. Yeah, we definitely invested a hell of a lot of time into this, and it's it's just worth it. Even if I, even if I jump into another battle with Dave for thirty losses, and if I'm lucky, half a win, then I'm I'm still happy with that. It's still it's still more fun than anything else out there. Um, yeah, yeah, just roll on Street Fighter Six. There's not much more to say about it, really. I'm sure we've sort of dissected this game over over all of our podcasts by this point. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm surprised it's not top of your list, Dave. But Tekken Seven, it is a it, that's a great game too. So I can't I can't argue with that. Tekken Seven was was the game that I got into the multiplayer mm-hmm. on, like like genuinely trying to climb the ladder. I did what I usually do. I get to about silver and then peter out. But uh, you know, I, I maintained my silver ranking, <laughs> so I was happy. It's weird you say that because that that's the reason I picked my game and. I don't even think it's the best fighting game, but it's probably the one I spent the most time with. So, you know, we've gone through tons. There's Dragon Ball Fighters, I think, was maybe omitted, and I, I still think that's one of the best-looking fighting games ever. Um, Tekken 7, Soul Calibur, Mortal Kombat. Um, but for me, I, I was really, really excited for Street Fighter, and it just didn't do it for me this time. Um, so Injustice 2 came along, and... Yeah, I, I think I've said this before. I love Mortal Kombat, but like after a while, the amount of sheer gore and violence just, I don't know, too much for me. Um, but Injustice 2, love the story. I think I think the way that team managed to deliver quite interesting stories and um, it, it it does what I think Japanese developers need to start doing is without actually focusing on single player content. But um yeah, the multiplayer, I just got into that and um, it's not very often that happens. Normally, I, I, I don't know, I get really frustrated with playing online because I'm really shit. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that works a treat for me. And, uh, yeah, there's so many good games, this, this generation fighting games. It was a stellar, stellar generation. Yeah, Soul Calibur was very close to me. I mean, it had my boy Geralt in it, had my boy Mitsurugi, uh, but I just didn't end up spending that much time with it. I'm surprised Dragon Ball Fighters didn't make anybody's list. We were all Holy. really looking forward to it. Bloody hell. Pick, pick one game. What was so difficult about just picking one game? Look, look, look. When we get to Adventure Time, then you can do your... This is this is some of our jams, all right? Um, no, no, like, like it, it's weird because all of us, all three of us that were, you know, normal people were looking forward to it and it made nobody's list even though we all like it. I just thought it was strange. I was just commenting on it. You know, what we do on a podcast, Greg... <laughs> Luke, yeah, Luke's fine. right though. The, the right. Japanese do definitely have to get on board with the single player train because Street Fighter was lackluster. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, you may as well have just 
you know, just written it off. We wish it didn't have a single player element. <laughs> Pretty much, but I mean, even uh, like Blaz Blue was, they didn't bother translating it. I don't know what was happening there. And then every every single one, it was train wreck after train wreck, pretty much for, for single player content. Even even Tekken and Soul Calibur's stories were awful. Like Tekken 7's narrator was so bad. It was amazing. <laughs> Best narrator of the Guilty year. Guilty Gear, uh, if I remember yeah. right, Guilty Gear was just actually a, a, a press button to skip through a visual novel thing. There was no fighting in it. That's yep. all it was. It's really, it's crazy. Now, see, this is where we all disagree, or I disagree with you guys. I could give a rat's ass about single player. Mm. It's great when it's there, yeah. but um, that's why I think Street Fighter and uh, Soul Calibur Tekken, Dragon Ball Z, they're all better games than Injustice. Because uh, the multiplayer in Injustice is very rote for me. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Um, I was close to putting Tekken Seven down as well because it, it had a, just about as much time spent. But when I com- when I brought in the single player, it kind of just pushed it over the over the finish yeah, line. It, yeah, it, it depends on what's important to you personally. So uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's invalid. I just think yeah, eh, I, I don't know More- what. Mortal Kombat's the better game. I just, I, yeah, there's only so much like bits and bobs I can see of a person's body being disfigured before I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, okay, okay, moving on. Sorry, Craig. I'm oh, sorry. Craig. <laughs> sorry, I nearly fell asleep. Right, next there. up, we have we have one of Craig's other favorite genres to talk about, <laughs> and <laughs> this is one of of the I think worst gens for me in terms of horror games. Um. There was so little this generation that even made a, a, a blip for me. And uh, I should state up front, like things like Outlast and Amnesia, I don't find them scary. They're, they're boring to me. Uh, I like monsters, man. Uh, so for me, the only one that even got my pulse really going this gen was RE7. Like I played it in VR, so you had that going too. Uh, I think RE7 is a masterpiece of a game. And I would, I would agree. <laughs> I think, I think the only other one that got under my skin a tiny bit was—is it Outlast? Possibly. Oh, I, I didn't like that at all. Because the first—that's the night vision camera yeah. one. Yeah, I, I went into a room and there was bodies hanging from the ceiling, and I was just—I noped, <laughs> out, like physically noped out the room, and I was like, "Turn it off, Laura." Yeah. Um. So, I, I may as well, well I go next, seeing as I'm talking anyway. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And like my my pick for this is qu- probably very tame in horror sense, but it's suspenseful was prey. Um, I picked this because I spent roughly ten hours in the same. I think Dave, we we checked, and you'd spent about an hour and a half, and I had been yep. ten hours, <laughs> and we were at the same point because I was crouched, sneaking everywhere, and going into every room and looking at every cup to see if it was going to turn into a face hugger. So I was like staring at cups and then moving a wee bit and then a chair would move from the corner of your eye and you'd be like, oh my God. Um, Prey was fantastic. Uh, it was It's just all all around fantastic. And by the end of the game, I'd overcome all fears, um, at which point I promptly tried to play Resident Evil 7 and just, just no, nah, <laughs> no. <nah. laughs> uh, um, flew too, high, too close to the sun with that one. Um, so yeah, like pray for me again. It's got it's got all the elements of things I love 
as 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 a theme is emerging in all my picks, it's got the play your own way stealthy loveliness about it with some some RPG elements and a great story. So yeah, it, do, it does have the horror for a bit as well because I mean there was a sort of like Donald Sutherland like screech when I heard the that big monster thing starts following you. And I think I was the only one who had no idea what to do with that and ended up hiding behind a box. (laughs) It was tense. There was tense. Honestly, when we decided, I think, Dave, you must have picked it, or one of you picked it to play for the show. And I thought, I'm going to love this. And I really, at one point, thought I was going to bail because I was that scared to play it. It, turns, <laughs> it was all unfounded, but I just don't, I don't get on with jump scares and anything horror-y. It's just not my. The bag. potential in, in that game for horror was more <sighs> terrifying than the yeah. actual game itself. You, you're constantly on an edge, thinking, "Is is that cup gonna turn into something else?" Or it's 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 always there. And yeah, Mike, when that thing starts chasing you every ten minutes or something, you're like, "Oh my god." When will this end? <laughs> so, Luke? Uh, yeah, so horror, again, isn't a genre I normally play. Um, but one game I did play, um, and I think the reason I'm going to pick it is because um, basically one Halloween, and me and a group of friends, we all got around to my house. We couldn't decide on a film to, to watch, and uh, I had downloaded Until Dawn. Um, and we did a pretty cool thing where... So it's, it's like a... a pick your own survival sort of game um you know and we basically allocated one character to each person in the room and they got to make the decisions which was quite hilarious because i think we were all dead within like two hours but um yeah no it, i had a really really good time with that game and me and me and my wife amy we we still play that like every halloween so uh yeah really really good game um and I, it was kind of unexpected it was a plus game and yeah just just uh, a good good indication of where the playstation 4 could go has anybody played the um the ones that came after i forget what the series is called but like man of medan yeah, and the, little hope the, the no yeah dark, dark pictures, pictures anthologies, anthologies or something um, like that i've got man of medan we're a way to start it and i'll pick up little hope at some point it's much more the same play the demo of uh, man of medan and that's what made me think yep yeah, i can play this because it is just it feels the same you're Gonna be have a group of characters and have to make decisions for them and try and make sure that most of them survive. Um, and for plus for any remedy fans, it gets the uh, the Quantum Break main guy instead of getting Rami Malek and Hayden Panettiere, which is a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a downgrade. <laughs> but you, you, know, you know, speaking of Until Dawn, it, that has had a very nice facelift with the um, with the PS5 now. If anyone tries it on there, it's it's oh, really? a very smooth, nice looking. I think it's sort of 60 frames per oh, second nice. sort of thing. I, I had a go of it the other day. And I sort of, because I, I only did the one route and it was, it was quite amazing. I, I mean, I wouldn't want to spoil it for anyone, but there is, there is good sort of spoiler worthy content in the game. And I really, I really did, did get, get on with it. It's sort of like a, I don't know. It has, it has acts in a way, doesn't it really? But, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I was a big fan. Look, we played it just with me and Laura. And I went the guys and Laura made the decisions for the <laughs> yeah. ladies and it just doing it like that, you're half tempted to, you know, like just let her fall down the well. And that's not a scenario or something. You know, <laughs> just <laughs> I'm running, I'm out of here. But there's a bit of you that's like, I do kinda want to game this and make sure most people survive. 
Yeah. Um, I think the story yeah. takes a direction that I didn't like. And the yeah, the the, the final third. No, I think yeah, the it, it shit the bed after a little while. Yeah, yeah, I think it was really suspenseful, and you thought something. It was going to be real people and horror, and it just took a direction. That I thought it was a bit. It landed with. Yeah. And I'm not a horror person, you know, but I I took it as a thriller. It's very thrilling. Um, and it did, as Dave says, poop its pants. No, shit <laughs> the bed. Well, the bed. Go, going back bed. on it, I would um, say the single most horrific point of the entire generation, I think, was that, is it the bath scene, if I remember right? Or a, a, a squirrel just jumps out of a cabinet. Something stupid like that, <laughs> <laughs> and I, it was so unjustified. I've I forgotten so about that. Yeah, it did happen. Yeah. I, was, I was terrified. <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping. Ne- I mean, next gen's coming out of the gate hard with some some horror games. So I'm hoping this is something that that continues, like this horror trend. I mean, I know it won't make Craig and Luke very happy, but I'm selfish. So uh, next up, we have best multiplayer. Um, who wants to go first? This is a tricky one. Oh, I'll go first because I've got an easy one we can all relate to. It's uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris. I thought long and hard over all the multiplayers where we've shot each other and worked together to shoot other people and all the multiplayers that I've played with the kids but landed on the one that we've spent the most time with together and just had fun with. It's great to focus on it. It's great background stuff. Um you know, Luke Rexes with Poyo Poyo and then every so often he fucks up and we're like, oh, we're going to get this, 15 Tetrises. <laughs> um, I love that game. I love the art style of it. I think I think the music's great, especially if you put on the random music thing. It's a bit of kind of like oh, yeah. hit or miss torture. There's a bit of that times I've lost because of the trains coming on. <laughs> But yeah, so I, think, I, I don't know what you guys think about it. Like for me, it's just, it's the most fun I've had with all of you online, um, unless Grim happens to be playing, in which case it's like, oh my God, I'm going to get beat again. So I, and now that I know what the actual term sleeper hit means, it's a sleeper hit um, <laughs> for me. I, it was just completely unexpected and yeah, woo, what a game. We've put in so much time to it and uh, yeah, love it. You know, funnily enough, I'm I'm sure Dave's listing for this used to say Poyo Pop or something like that. Yeah, I put down a Poyo Pop. Yeah, because I'm I'm um, I'm a dork. Mm. I forgot it was Poyo Poyo Tetris. Well, no, no, no. Poyo 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 Tetris was very much the first first idea that that I had before I before I changed it over. I'm I'm still not 100 percent sure why I changed it over to be honest. But it, it has been a very big multiplayer generation because I mean. Like I've already mentioned Titanfall, I've already mentioned Street Fighter Five. They're two games which are definitely up there in the multiplayer ranks for me. And um and Poyo Poyo, of course, I enjoyed my time there. Um anyone else got anything else to say on Poyo Poyo? Beautiful <laughs> Vitamins. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I think we've talked about it a couple times. Yeah. Right? Like this is yeah. something that our our entire friendship I think is based on Poyo Poyo Tetris. <laughs> How about a fairly fresh one then? So Splatoon 2 is the uh, Switch Switch version of Splatoon. A new IP this generation. This is a curveball, Mike. This is a curveball. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've spent a good amount of time with Splatoon 2 and really, really enjoyed it. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the sort of kids game, which is sort of not really for kids as much, I don't think. Or maybe it's just, it's it's a kids game, which when I play, I get really good kill counts on. 
because I'm not playing the, the, the correct <laughs> demographic there. But uh, no, I don't know. There's some there's something cool about Splatoon Two. It's just just stylistically cool. It's uh, uh as a game, it works perfectly. Fun. Would you say it was fresh? Oh yeah, definitely fresh. Um, fat with a ph potentially all all those cool <laughs> things that the kids say uh, i'm not a basic manus with it whatever that means that's what kids say these days i believe something like that um but yeah yeah that's black fest is still there um all the maps there's lo- loads of cool stuff all the stuff from the first game pretty much is coming over um and yeah it's it's still it's still up there it's still probably the most played multiplayer game on the switch anyway but in reality, in my heart of hearts, it's probably behind Titanfall 2 and uh, Street Fighter 5. Yeah, it needs a shout out. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think that's what's most, what's most tricky about this, right? Because there are those games that we've all played together and have a giant, you uh-huh. know, impact. Uh, like, I mean, Battlefield 1. I was, I was genuinely thinking Battlefield 1 because we had a lot mm-hmm. of really good times yeah. being sniped from half a map away. It was good times. Um, spotted, then, and then, spotted. Yeah, there there are the the fighting games for everybody but Craig. Uh, this was very hard for me. I did have down Poyo Poyo Tetris, but uh, I thought I changed it on the list this morning, but I guess I didn't. Uh, I think I'm gonna actually have to go with Super Mario Party. Uh, it, uh, one of my deep dark secrets is I am a genuine fan of the Mario Party franchise, and I own every <laughs> single one of them. Um, I've I've loved the series ever since the N64. It's just nobody does anything like it, and if they do, it's not near as good. Uh, and this was a nice return to formish for it. And me, uh, my daughter, and, and my wife have spent so much time just dicking with Mario Party. We all don't dick. We, we, I mean, we play with Mario Party. That's <laughs> it, it, It's just a genuine... If I had real life friends, it would be a blast. But even if somebody's not good at games, like like my wife and daughter are, there's those things in place that can help switch things up, even if you don't win most of the mini games. So it's always kind of fair, even if somebody's really good at the mini games and other people aren't. So yeah, um, best multiplayer this gen for me is probably Super Mario Party. It's a hard one. I I too like Super Mario Party, but we we fell into the trap of hitting it hard, and then the kids latched on to one the golden the golden map. I think it's the fifth bold that yeah. you get and yeah like Kamek's gold yeah or whatever it is and then it just they just wanted to play it again and again wait for longer rounds and and it got there wasn't enough boards to keep us attached to it for too long because instead of pulling it out you know like at the weekend for an hour and we'll have one round it was like let's play again let's play again let's play again oh, okay right let's let's play again Oh, you should have brought out the old ones. Oh. Yeah, for us, it's it's the the River Rapids. Oh one. yeah, yeah. Uh, we all we all like the River Rapids one. So yeah, if if you're you're looking for a kind of laid back multiplayer, yeah, I think Super Mario Party is pretty good. Next up, we have a nebulous of nebulous titles, it's man. Good loot oh, no. going there, then. I didn't. Oop. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go last. This is a bit of a weird one. And oh, I'm sorry, Luke. <laughs> you don't sound it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm s- no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I didn't even notice. No, it's cool. It's cool. Um, 
Yeah, so I'm going to go with one which is a bit weird. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. And even though this game was an absolute piece of shit when it first came out for all the EA nonsense that went on, uh, DICE really redeemed themselves and made a really good Star Wars game. Um, and it's not even the best shooter. It's There's just something that I love about becoming like a Jedi or a Sith or whatever. It's good or bad. And just kicking ass for a bit. Um I, I, there's some really good modes in there there's some really shit ones but the ones that they do well they do exceptionally well um and if you haven't gone back and played it don't expect like a battlefield level uh of shooting but if you're into like force choking people across maps and yeah stuff like that then yeah you'll love it um honestly yeah one of one of the most fun experiences i've had on the playstation 4 yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it was two weeks ago I, I gave this a go on the Xbox and um, somehow, in, through some sort of miracle, miracle, I got to become Luke Skywalker for a little while and it it was it was pretty <laughs> good. I was throwing that lightsaber out. I was like, cho- I think it was choking people. I'm not sure what was going on, but no, I was just jumping through the air and, and raining hell down on people. It was it was cool. It felt like a like a mix of like Battlefield and Overwatch or something like that all all merged together. It was cool. Very nice. I'm glad you like it. Okay, now, uh, sorry uh, for that false start. Let's try this again. I'm very sorry, Luke. Um, That's cool. cool. A very uh, nebulous title that caused a lot of arguments among if this fits or if this doesn't fit. Uh, We have Best Action Adventure because there's a weird slice of gaming that doesn't really have a good genre fit. And I, I think I was talking to, to Craig earlier in the week, and it's it's like gaming is becoming less and less genre focused. Like everything has RPG stuff in it. Every it's a sports game, but it's also kind of an RPG and an action game. It, it uh, everything's becoming hybridized. So action adventure is what we're deciding to put this in. Uh, by our picks, you can probably tell what we mean. So who wants to go first? Screw it, I'll go first. Uh, yeah, I went with Uncharted 4. And strange, because I, I had like no energy to play this at all. But I think it was Craig kept on going on about how good it was. So I picked it up and I just came it down. It's, it was a great, great way to maybe finish the Uncharted series. We're not sure what's going to happen there. I won't spoil it. But um, yeah, it just, I think absolutely shows how good Naughty Dog are as a developer and just on every single level I think even though it's fundamentally the same game they just refine and refine and refine that system and they might have made the perfect Uncharted and that's great um except for his stupid brother (laughs) I I really like Sam I thought he was cool yeah did you play um did you play uh Lost Legacy no, that, that's my breaking case of emergency. Uh, uh, I need uh, to play an Uncharted game. Yeah, so Sam's, Sam's cool in that. So. Yeah, it's very cool in that. And the assies are nice as well. <laughs> Sam's? Like, yeah, the, the yeah. Drake brothers' asses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Uncharted 4 was, was very close to winning this for me. Um, I, I think it might be uh, arguably still one of the best exclusives PlayStation has under its belt, yeah. PS4. It's phenomenal. Good box about. Good box about. Um, yeah, I don't know if I even got the uh, got the question right on this one because I ended up with uh, Yakuza Zero for my choice. 
I do not know what I was thinking, but it's a good game. Yeah, I yeah. That's a, well, I, hmm. Like the older Yakuza style games, do they count as action adventure? It, it, I don't know. I mean, I'll let this slide. Yeah, generally because I don't. I, I don't Wikipedia know. referred to it as an action adventure. At which point I went, okay, that'll do. Wikipedia is the. They never lie. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but no, no. This so this was this was a a good sort of early showing of Yakuza on the on the new systems, admittedly on the old systems as well, but I just felt it sort of refined everything one step nicer than it had been previously. You know, with with five and four being the previous games I'd played, pretty shortly from each other on the PS3, uh, I felt like this both cut things back a bit and also sort of made it a bit more laser-focused so it worked better. The, like things have been slipping away at five, but but zero came in and sort of rectified things a bit. And uh, yeah, yeah, as a polish sheen to, to continue with, as a yeah, best best of the generation for me. Yeah, it, it's really nice. Yakuza, Yakuza, what made everybody kind of stand up and take notice. Kind of like the whole thing that happened with Monster Hunter. It's like Yakuza was always this niche thing here, and then all of a sudden, wham! You have one beautiful one that makes everybody realize how good well, the, the other is. thing is uh, like uh, in the amount of amount of substance in there the the cool thing is this this cuts it down to two two characters so you'd you'd gone from like you know four playable characters to pretty much five i think in the fifth one i can't remember it was, it was stupid it was you're playing literally like three or four games together <laughs> so it was, it was nice just to have it as a, a story of just two sides to it pretty much so, uh yeah it's weird. It's like if anyone ever asks me what what game to play on their PlayStation or Xbox now that Yakuza is available, I think it was on PlayStation Plus uh, game and it's on Game Pass. Like straight away, it's like Yakuza Zero. You've got to play that game. It's so good. Um, oh, it's a perfect starting point too. Yeah. Yeah. Great pick, Mike. Oh, hang on. Sorry, PS Five is doing it. It's obligatory random forty-five minute death check. Just give me. Oh yeah, bit. I I had to. I- I got up and took my desk out because um, I was fed up of it checking to see if Sackboy was in there. <laughs> Apparently, I read today that a factory reset will maybe sort that, and I'm like, ah, it's not worth it for Mine me. Mine stopped. You'll stop. Like the entire time we've been recording, I- I've had a. a wait. I might not have a disc in. Yeah, yeah if yeah. you don't have a disc in, it's not going to check. <laughs> dirt, 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 dirt. I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. Um,. Okay, so uh, my pick was the epitome of action-adventure in my eyes, and that was Breath of the Wild. Um, I know this is starting to get some backlash because, ah, it's not as good as we thought it was. I don't care. I I thought this was hands down the best Zelda game that's ever been. Um, I ended up caring about things I've never cared about in a Zelda before. I mean, I think the story definitely needs some work and things like that, and that bird thing needs to die and have its (laughs) neck snapped. But... Uh, it was the first Zelda game I genuinely cared about the story. I cared about the world. Um, it was fun to go searching for things that you didn't know you were searching for. Like, I don't know. Let's just walk over. Oh, hey, cool. A shrine. Um, there's it, It's very close to a perfect game for me. I mean, there's little things, but nothing. Made, you heard the episode on it. Me and Craig went bonkers. Just yeah. spooging all over this. I, I am very much looking forward to Breath of the Wild 2. Uh, it, it's probably going to be great. I don't know. 
If not, I'll Breath of the Wild once there. And I played it on the Wii U, so <laughs> um, I'm, I'm putting down the Wii U version because I don't have any um, experience with the Switch. Oh, it's very, very similar. But, yep, it was, it was a. Okay, it was, it was the the send off that was better than the system it sent off, in, in my opinion. So it, it was great. No, you, you can't go wrong with that. To be honest, I think, I think Breath of the Wild would have filled out every category on my list if I'd. <laughs> if I'd been lazy on this one, so, pretty yeah. close. <laughs> so, I like the RTS side of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, sneak it in there somehow. Mm. Is uh, nope, Craig, you're you're up. I, th- I was waiting to see if you would miss me out. <laughs> I double checked. I looked at the screen. <laughs> uh, so my pick for this. Again, I had to Google it, and, and I'm, I cheated because I, I wrote Metal Gear Solid Five action adventure, and the first article that came up was Metal Gear Solid Five is an action adventure. I'm like, yes, it's going in the box. <laughs> uh, this is a bit of a cheat for me because I had to get the game in the list somewhere, and it fits this category, but I think it fits another category equally as well, which we'll get to later. Um, I just love this game. It opens in a cinematic, epic way. You've got no idea what's going on. Eventually, you get to ride about the place and either run into town shooting everyone as you go or take my preferred route of crawling for two hours round a town many times just to map everyone's movements and then go in for a sneaky kill. Uh, It's a a fab game. It culminates in some excellent big boss battles and... Yeah, it, ah! it, I'd never even meant that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, it's got it's got some great uh, kind of you know like people management side of things. You can airlift whatever the hell you want back to your oil platform. It's got a, a nice wee online side to it as well. It's just a great game, and I think it. If you have to describe it, it's an action adventure because it's very, it's very actiony and it's very adventurous. So why not? Metal Gear Solid Five. You need it in your veins. Nope. I know. I know. No, no, that's fine. Um, I, I will give. I will give the fact that if I was going to return to a Metal Gear Solid game, uh, it would probably be five over three. Like I, I did have fun with five. I don't think it was as stellar as as you guys do. But uh, five was fun. It was. It's still a lot of fun to to take that. What is it called? The Fulton and just Fulton people <laughs> uh-huh. all out. I, I did actually spend. I actually think I might. Did you guys spend a lot of time with the multiplayer? Because I spent a good time with it. I spent. It's all, interesting. Yeah, it's it's, it's very yeah, interesting. It's um, I never got to the point where you. What was the end result? Was there supposed to be some sort of denuclearization? Of everyone was going to win the game, and you had to wait to see if everyone would disarm. Well, there's multiple, like in a big thought um, experiment, yeah. multiple multiplayer components, isn't there? There's actual Metal Gear Online. Yeah, there's the uh, the base sort of protection. Oh yeah, uh-huh. the base thing is what okay. I was talking about. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's Good point. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I'm going on about the base. So the point of the bases was you can be nuclear armed and infiltrate other people's bases to disarm them or to do whatever you want. And I think you were supposed, or the world of Metal Gear Solid Five was supposed to have nuclear disarmament across the board. There was weirdly enough a point where the uh, the servers went down <laughs> and it reset it to zero. So you, if you'd logged in at that point, you could oh, you could access the 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think it would have ever dropped. That seems like one of those things, like world tendency, where it's a good idea on paper, mm-hmm. but pff, to actually, you know, care about it. Yeah, for me, because I, I think I hadn't. I, I think I had noobs. <laughs> okay, so uh, we go from action adventure to action character, character action, stylish action, whatever you want to call it. You know what we're talking about? The Devil May Cry genre. Oh, um, oddly enough, Devil May Cry doesn't win for me. Um, for me, it's Sekiro Shadows Die way too many times. Um, I hate this game <laughs> with a passion. I love this game with a passion. Um, uh, like it has the the first game to ever be too difficult that I think might be too difficult. That's never happened before. I had to sit in a corner. And rock back and forth for a while. I've never thought that. This game is one of the most beautiful looking games. When you get past a certain point, and people know that point. I don't want to spoil it here. um, This is insanely demanding of your reflexes, of your time, of your... uh, Just your concentration in general. It's doing all these things to try to throw you off. And you have to just knuckle right down. It will not give you any second chances. One missed parry and... There goes 30 minutes of work. It is it is insane. And I love it. And I hate it. Yeah. Um, and everybody should sounds, play it. It sounds like a bridge too far. Like I was I could tolerate Dark Souls and Bloodborne, but <sighs> Yeah, I, I thought it might have been a bridge too far. Like I this might be the one that I probably will never replay or or platinum. So yeah, th- that, <laughs> that says a little bit. Well, I can let you know that I did finally go back in against that first boss, and I did I did beat them eventually, uh, but I've not I've not progressed any further. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I, I I probably I probably racked up about half the deaths you got for your entire playthrough by now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I spent a lot of time on loading screens, like. <laughs> uh, well, you know what, Dave Dave was mentioning Devil May Cry in that. Um, in that short appraisal of this category, and the one game which I think out Devil May Cry, Devil May Cry this generation is a uh, Bayonetta, specifically Bayonetta Two. Um, this was a technically uh, a Wii U release, but then I I double dipped. I got it again on the Switch. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, Bayonetta Two. It's a it's sort of like. A nice little stew. It's a, a little platinum stew. It's it's good good mix of everything you'd like from from the genre, sort of all all put in a pot. And in fact, you can like mix lollipops in the game. Weirdly enough, I don't know what all that was about. But <laughs> has has anyone actually played Bayonetta two? Lollipops are sexy. Has anyone Mike? played Bayonetta two? No. no, I had it. I always had it to play, and it was just one of the ones I never got round to. Ooh, Dave. Um, sort of. Sort of. I, I, I started it and went, ooh, I should probably play through Bayonetta 1 before I finish this. And then I did, and then I just took a break and stopped playing. So yeah, it's still sitting there on my Wii U, but uh, I haven't played well, it. Well, same for you, Luke? Uh, I've never played a Bayonetta game. Bugger. Okay. Sorry. Okay, well... <laughs> oh, man. I think I think we'll need to we'll need to look into that then and see, see about... You know, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a it tricky, to do for the tricky show. idea with it being that the, the sequel's basically in, written in Nintendo blood by now. But the, uh, the the first one's easier to get get access to. But no no Bayonetta 2, I just thought it pushed it to the next level. It's sort of um 
It just works as a nice, nice replayable, if admittedly a bit too long to be replay, replayable all the time sort of game. But um, but yeah, there's just there's just a lot of scope for for faffing about fighting as you'd want and. And yeah, admittedly, it felt better to me than Devil May Cry Five. Although Devil May Cry Five is a very close, close sort of call for it too. So, um, yeah, that's quite a quite a testament to its, its quality, really. Um, yeah, yeah, play it, play it. It's, you, you can't go wrong with it. It's got loads of cool little throwbacks to Sega and Nintendo stuff. All sorts of stuff going on. Just it feels like a nice. It's weird that it's a game that's sort of published by Sega, but feels more like a Sega game, even though it's actually a platinum game. It's, I don't get it. But, you know, for for results of things that did go wrong this generation, you can also see Star Fox Zero. So, you know, ask somebody. <laughs> no, I don't want to, thank you. I, I, we did, I'm done with that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, cur- I'm curious why no one's actually played it. Is it just n- not played the... The, the first one or for me it was always there was something else like like it was it was there in the background but you know um i don't want to spoil somebody's pick coming up but there was that and then there was devil may cry and then there was you know devil may cry 5 and there were always something else to jump on first rather than dragging out the old wii u for me fair enough fair so enough. It, I, I mean i mean even like the vanquish um remaster was Ahead of Bayonetta 2 for me. Mm. Okay. Okay. No, understandable. Well, well, I'll just sit here on my Bayonetta 2 fence. (laughs) 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 Right. So, uh, Craig? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah, my my choice for this was a no-brainer for me in Nier Automata, which we spoke about over a year ago now, two years ago, whenever the hell we spoke about it. Oh, jeez. I know, a long time ago. Uh, it's just a fantastic game overall. If you want to hear me, I can't remember who gushed over it. I, I, I've got no idea. I can't remember. I think we all sort of did. Yeah. We all had slightly different problems with it, but yeah. we all gushed. Um, it's just it's a cracking game. It's a beautiful, beautiful game. The soundtrack is fantastic. It manages to cram every single other genre of game into it in some way, shape or form. And it does some really neat things. So overall, without going into it too much in separate episode style, I just love it. I would instantly play it again. Um, I did delete my save at the end of it. I, without backing it up, Mike, to the PlayStation Network, it's gone forever. <laughs> Same here. Um, yep. yep. And and I, I regret nothing about it because it, it was just... It's, such, it's just such a good game. And I, I'll, I'll leave it at that. And I'll finish up with uh, this is this is the fun bit about this type of uh, this type of game is trying to fit all your favorite games into different categories. So um, I've gone for God of War. Um, I never really clicked. I think I've said before, I didn't really have a PlayStation Two, although I had access to one. I never played many of the old games. Um, by the time I got into God of War, it was kind of dying out. So I think I played God of War Three on the PlayStation Three and. Um, yeah, I didn't really expect to see it again, and then here it came a couple of years ago, and yeah, I think everybody, even Craig, and you don't like the, the sort of combat games. I don't understand this, by the way. If you can play God of War, you can finish Dark Souls or Bloodborne, because they're, they're equally as difficult. They're not. That, like, in God of War, I managed to beat those Valkyrie people 
And like someone at some point said, oh, well, why can't you beat that person in Dark Souls? And all? I just yeah, seriously, those Valkyries just, yeah. are Dark Souls bosses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. They're they're yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, God of War. Yeah, it's um, they took that character to a new place, made him relevant again, and I think one of the best looking games on the PlayStation Four. Solid combat. It just. Almost a perfect game, if not maybe a perfect game. Hmm. Indeed. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually sat through two hours of uh, raising Kratos the other day and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh yeah, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just reminded me how, how good that game was and how, how much I enjoyed it when it first came out. Admittedly, I think I got it about three years oh, not three years, three months later than the rest of you. But uh yeah, yeah. Really enjoyed it too. It, it was it was one of those games that you're sad to finish. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I did everything. Yeah. All right, so I didn't plan on gut check questions, oh, but I just thought of, of one oh, that no. I'm going to throw out. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't do it. I mean, unless you guys really no, don't want me to. Um, no, really no, 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 it's fine. Yeah, I'm look like uh, uh, yeah okay. just, you, you do it, Dave. Uh, this, this, is, this is a subgenre. <laughs> um, your favorite Metroidvania this gen and i am not gonna call it search action because that's stupid hollow knight um uh, well mine's is journey to the savage planet is that okay Virginia? hollow knight hollow knight uh shantae half genie hero for me yeah hollow knight i absolutely understand that uh guacamole oh ooh. did you say guacamole sorry you cut yeah, out yeah yeah guacamole Man, no, no. I can't do it. It's a, it's no multiple choices, is it? Bloodstained ritual and like, uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that crossed my mind too. Okay, so next up we have more of Craig's jam than most of ours, I think. Uh, best puzzle game. This is where I have Poyo Pop, but we talked about that. So moving on. If I've got Hitman Go, which is part of a lovely wee series of puzzle games, and the really classy board-based turn games. So you take a turn, you move a space, and then enemies will do different things on the board. And there's a Tomb Raider one and a Deus Ex one, and they're themed beautifully, great music. The the three of them, the Tomb Raider one's probably the weakest one, but they they really kind of, they took that IP and turned it into something really interesting. And there was many, 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 like my answer to this will change tomorrow and it'll change the next day and it'll change after we've recorded, but I'm going with that just now. Um, and it's Hitman, which I love. I didn't know that. Did you not know that? No, I'm a, I'm a bit of a Hitman no. fan. Oh, jeez. You see. I never I'm played gonna... anything in the Go series. Always always looked intriguing, yeah. but it just never pulled the trigger. The, 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 they're often on sale as well, and I think... When you play one, you kind of get you get the gist of what what it is. It, it gives you a really soft, gentle introduction to it, and it they're just they're just nice. I think you would like them. It's more of a game game than a puzzle game. You know, it's not just pure puzzling. There's there's a bit of strategy. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> the, there's the one where you play as like a serial killer at a sleepaway camp. That one that one piqued my interest. That one looks pretty good. But anyway, sorry. I'll go with uh, a game that was. I would never have bought this if it wasn't for Game Pass. I would never have played it. It's called Slay the Spire, and it's basically a card-based rock, paper, scissors almost game. Um, you basically build a deck as you as you play it. You level up. I think there's 20 levels, and then you build a deck, 
And the more you play it, you can start borrowing cards from other characters. There's four characters you can play as. And it's really frustrating when you begin to play it because it, like, you, you die a lot. But then as you start to build a deck, you start to figure the game out. And basically, the game will push you down a different route every time. So it's not like it. It's not like you play one character and you play the same style all the way through it. Each character will have multiple different ways of playing it. And as you start the game, you have maybe three cards, and every time you beat an opponent, you get one extra card or more. Uh, and you have to pick a card and build a deck as you proceed. But the game deliberately pushes you to like play in a different style. And the fun thing about it is every time you play it, you have to try and figure out what style the game's going to make you play it and then try and learn it. And I'm not doing a great job of explaining it. And card games are not normally my cup of tea, but there's something about this. It's yeah, it always honestly, struck me as like a roguelike uh, Magic the Gathering. Yeah, but I, I mean, comparing to Magic the Gathering is maybe a disservice, but honestly, you you have to try this game. It's, it's one of the best games of the generation by far uh, and as i say free on game pass and you can also get it on everything but android i think so um if you've got an ipad or, or iphone you can you can try it out on that but um <laughs> it's weird i i told my one of my friends about this and he's pretty much bought it on every platform because he just can't stop playing it this <laughs> <laughs> is gonna I, be an addict creep soon but yeah dumb question I always get this and Hands of Fate or Hand of Fate mixed up. Which one's the 3D one and which one's the the uh, animated looking one? This is the 2D like flash okay. game style looking one. Okay, gotcha. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not sure how I managed to complete this. I didn't know what I was doing. You know? Relatively dense with puzzle games. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it was good. It was good, but I don't know how I beat it. Also, <laughs> it's like Hearthstone, isn't it? Technically, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, good one. Well, Hearthstone's this generation, yeah. is it? Uh, technically, I guess it would be. Yeah, yeah. Technically, yeah, I think okay. it is. Well, it's too late because I chose the witness, and <laughs> this was this this was a very <laughs> last second substitute for a game which which will pop up oh, in another. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, Jonathan Blow, what a what a legend he made! He made Braid, which which was Dave's favorite game, I think, of the year it came out. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, th- I thought the Witness was was pretty pretty cool. I didn't play enough puzzle games this generation. Again, I, as I was trawling through the list, I was like thinking, I've played nothing in the way of puzzles apart from you know Poyo Poyo. Um, and games which could sort of vaguely be said to be sort of puzzly like the uh, the witness itself, you know, it's like you go in there and you you're given sort of mathematical sort of equations to solve in a lot of cases, and it's sort of for me that some of them are wishy washy enough that I could sort of go, let's try a shot at that, and then I get it right, and I wouldn't think about it again. And of course, like each of the different areas would be based on you know like a gradual sort of gradual iterations of the same same sort of patterns. So if you just guess one, then you sort of screwed when it comes to the next one anyway. But it's just a cool sort of like um, trial and error sort of experiment for me in a lot of cases. And I, I've never really got through to the end game of seeing what, what the next stage is from there, but I have seen a few bits where it's still 
sort of starts branching out where the puzzle becomes larger than the um you know what you're originally expecting so essentially it's basically go up to a screen draw a line through from start to end and that's it but then you get like mirrored versions once just rely on the environment uh weird crazy symbols popping up all sorts of all the best bits of crazy indie games you've seen all over the over the years but sort of as a puzzle game it, it works for me although it's possibly a bit too cryptic for me i i wanted to love the witness so 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 very much uh i tried playing online with luke who felt sort of for me or something i don't know because of my disability and color sightedness because a lot of the puzzles are color based i played with laura who got frustrated with me because I knew what I was doing and I knew like I knew how to solve the puzzle, but I was con- I was just like Laura, what color is that? What color does oh, that yeah, color yeah, match yeah, that yeah, color? Yeah. And she's like, tell me what you're doing, and I'm like, I'm not explaining how. I'm just tell me what. Can tell me what color it is. Um, <laughs> it I, it got really frustrated. So I'd play. You know, you you activate the the light beams to hit the central tower. Um. I got three or four of them activated, and then it, I just hit a wall because no one would play with me. I, I, I never finished it because I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> 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 we should we? <laughs> You've got the brains, and I've got the eyesight. Let's figure this out. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, not many people's um, favorite puzzle game. But, you know. Nah, I'd. I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm pretty certain had I had proper colour vision, it would be right up there because it's really, it's really interesting. It's really good. And it's making a puzzle. Like, I like logic puzzles and I like a wee bit of, like, mirror puzzles and light puzzles and, you know, like, a magic. And some of them are, are physical. Like, you've got to stand in a specific spot to see the solution across in the river or so. You know, it's, it's, it's very cool. Um, just unfortunate that it's, not dis, dis, disability friendly, I suppose. They can't be arsed. They can't. They just can't be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, another genre that that's kind of oh, uh, you do yours, Dave. A waffle for me. Oh, you do. You do. Yeah, didn't. Yeah, I said Poyo Pop. Well, we talked about Poyo Poyo Tetris. Yeah. Um. Ha! It didn't just happen to me. Uh Best sports game. Um, I I showed Craig the wonder that is baseball this generation. Oh my God. And he and I both came to the same dis- conclusion that, oh my gosh, this is boring. <laughs> um, I, I don't spend a lot of time with sports games unless there's a twist. And, and Mario games count as a twist. You know, like Mario Baseball, things like that. Nice twist. Um, so this year, this gen, not year, uh, Blood Bowl 2 is probably the most sports-focused game that I've played. And I've talked so much about Blood Bowl 2, and only one of you have bought it, and he wanted to hang himself afterwards. So, at the risk of your own life, play Blood Bowl 2. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It is, I think it is a lot of fun, but you're you're damn good at it. And there's only so much I can take being repeatedly beat over the head. Um, I am I am good enough to where I can beat friends... But not good enough to where I can beat people who have been playing it longer than me. <laughs> so in this weird dead zone. Yeah, I, re- I really do like it because it's one of the few sports games that are... It's a turn-based sports game. You always think of sports games as being fast and reflex-focused no, or skill-focused. Whatever it is you're doing, you're kicking something or hitting something. Yeah. This is... It's a, it's a really nice change of pace. 
it's just unfortunate that I had to involve you in the equation. <laughs> Jesus. Um, my pick, my pick for this uh, did involve you as well. Uh, was everybody's golf because it's hella fun. I, I, it's get the best. It is. It's just, it's just hella fun. I love. I've got a tall, lanky but biggest head character who runs about the place, just hitting golf balls and having fun. Um, it's, it's a great golf game. It's. We spoke about it last week. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So I won't say anything else about it. But yeah, everybody's golf. I would say. Uh, I guess. I guess the biggest endorsement we can say is we bought all the DLC for it. Yeah. That that's it's a hell of an endorsement for. I've never played it. One day I will. You then? What's your sports game? Uh, I don't know if this class is a sports game. I'm probably pretty similar to Dave, where I don't really play them. Uh, Rocket League. It's basically remote control cars hit football. PlayStation Plus game that kind of took over the world for a bit. Um, and yeah, it's just phenomenal good fun. It's um, it's. I don't know if I've played much of the extra stuff they've added, but the actual core game there, I must have sunk 30, 40 hours into that, no problem. Um, and even even just thinking about it makes me want to go jump on and just... I, I'm totally shit at it, but yeah. <laughs> seeing, seeing what some people can do with that game and like get balls in the air and knock them around and dribble them and juggle them about, oh, it's... Yeah, there's, there's an art to that game that I'll never possess, but yeah, uh, great game. Yeah, it's uh, like, that was something that definitely took over our group for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it was, yep, yep. It's good fun. I, yeah, I think it's up there with Poyo Tetris in terms of like our little group, the impact it had. So sports is a very funny one, isn't it? It's like a, I think you you could have caught me a, a month or so ago playing NHL '94 on the Xbox, which was which was quite a quite a weird sort of nostalgic thing. I don't even know why I liked NHL in the first place back then but um you know there's, there's not been too much for me this generation in terms of sports games i think you've got things like Gran Turismo sport but the one i'm gonna have to go for obviously is mario kart 8 which was an absolutely it was an absolute banger really for the for the wii u and i'm sure it's the same for the switch but i've never picked it up for that it's, it's another game where i picked up all the dlc i i jumped into it so frequently uh, i played everything everything single single player content wise um i just got totally invested in it i'm sure i've spent loads of time on it and yeah what's what's that to say about it more it's probably got the best version of the soundtracks of most of the tracks there um oh that big band is yeah, good yeah. everything's good about it even down to the, the promotion itself was showing the you know the orchestras playing the playing playing the songs and stuff like that this everything's in there all all dlc was pretty much as good as it could get maybe maybe one or two tracks are a bit bit rubs i'm not sure but uh no i can't fault it Uh, i'm still surprised i've never picked up the um deluxe edition but you know there's there's only a few little additions isn't there is it battle mode and splatoon characters yeah you get the splatoon characters you get all the dlc you know it is basically game of the year edition kind of stuff so yeah yeah it's uh, yep, yeah, the Minecraft 8 is fantastic. It's no double dash, but it is amazing good fun. What's what's the one where you have to go left, uh, twiddle your thumb to build up a boost? Is that double dash? 
Mario Kart DS. Oh, a, a lot of them before. At 64 was like that. DS was like that. Snaking stuff. Okay. Because I still think it works in Mario Kart 8. I think it does. If it doesn't, I'm, I'm too trained at this point. <laughs> yeah. To where you just do it anyway yeah. for the sparks. Reese was playing the Cars game the other day. And you had to drift around the corner, and I was like, now flick your thumb left and right and left and right. Left and right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually curious. I, like, I, I'm, I think I played the hell out of Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U, so the Switch didn't, like, ha- I didn't make too much of an impact. It was, okay, yeah, sure, I'll pick it up on the Switch, and that way we can play it. But I'm really looking forward to 9. I don't know, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I don't know, but I, I want another Mario Kart. All right, uh... Here's a bit of a tricky one for me because this is this is Craig's baby. Um, I have no answer for this. Uh, that is best adventure game slash visual novel. I have been told there are two categories between this and our next episode that I am a proxy for my wife. Uh, my <laughs> wife said that if I don't mention Monster Loves You, she'll kick me in the dick. <laughs> so I guess my pick is Monster Loves You. That is, I, I quite like that game. Um, it's great to sit down with the kids and just go th- like run through it once. Let Reese pick it and everyone dies. Let Amelie pick it and everyone you know like everyone loves each other and stuff. It, it brings out the kids' personality because it, it's full of choices of you emerge out of a pool and there's a baby monster in front of you. It's crying. Do you eat it or do you stroke it gently? And, cry- <laughs> and, and it's just the whole game is that, and it ends up it decides your fate as a monster. The artwork is very charming. I've never played it myself, mm-hmm. but it is it was charming to watch her play through it. So, yeah. All right. So, best adventure game visual novel, guys. Telltale's Batman Season 2 on the Xbox uh, was really, really good. Um, and it was a shame because Telltale, I think, were maybe just getting out of that stigma of releasing the same game with different skinned <laughs> uh, franchises or themes. But... Um, yeah, it's really, really good and well worth playing if you haven't already. The first season's good as well, by the way, but the second season beats. I do like it's a very good game, and I like how Archer plays Batman. <laughs> yeah, I never noticed, but yeah, good point. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! H. John Benjamin plays Batman. Just the just I didn't know just that. The, just the look of from no, never mind. Uh, my my pick for this one, oh. Jesus, Dave. My pick for this one is Thimbleweed. I'm sorry, did I miss something? <laughs> Fuck you! The, but the character in those games looks like Archer. It just looks like Archer. Oh! I thought you meant the guy who voices Archer does oh, the yeah. voice of Batman. Me too. Oh. Me too. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, Mr. Comedic Genius over yeah, there. Nobody like, got your jokes. Shut up! Whoa. Talk about your game, Craig. Okay, uh, so my pick for this one... Uh, it's probably roughly no surprise in Thimbleweed Park. Uh, I played a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of adventure games, and I'm not going to name any of them because I'm not that kind of guy. Um, but what I will say is Thimbleweed Park brought back all of that love of old LucasArts games, all the Ron Gilbert genius is in there, and it really, it really just it made my day. I played it in a day, and it was the day... I've told this story before, it was the day I got the snip. I saved it for that day and I went home, my wife drove me home and I sat on a big bag of ice and played Thimbleweed Park start to finish and I just, it was 
it was just such it made that day great that was uh, the day I got my balls chopped off was a great day that is how good <laughs> that's how good that game is um I recommend that pro- maybe none of you play it I don't know <laughs> um uh, Dave I know you you like the story um yes it, yes it, I really like the story it does it's got a really good interesting story got some twists got some really great characters it's just it just it gave me the warm fuzzies so Thimbleweed Park, a game made for me. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Mike. No, <laughs> thanks, Thimbleweed Mike. Park looks cool. I mean, uh, <laughs> the thing is, I'm I'm surprised. This is this is the generation where we've all pretty much played uh, the Day of Tentacle remastered, and that was that was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. If, if that hadn't been yeah. from many generations before, that would have definitely been the <laughs> been on it. I reckon. But, but I mean, for me, it's going to be. Maybe the Stein, Steins Gate series, which has sort of uh, this this was sort of existing in the PS3 era, but it's sort of come into its own in this in this generation. And yeah, both games back to back are brilliant. It's just the sort of time travel Japanese story of weird stuff, conspiracy theories, all that kind of magic. Um, and yeah, yeah, I can't. I, I, I just enjoy it. I really enjoy it. There's, there's quite a few this generation, you know, you've got like Danganronpa sort of stuck around and pretty much finalised itself, although you could get more soon. There's there's loads to look out for. Um, but yeah, Steinsgate, Steinsgate takes it for me. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It, it's not really worth going into the details. Just, just give it a try if you've got 40-odd hours spare of reading per game. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, another one of Craig's babies is the best stealth game. Uh, this is something that I struggled with, and then I remembered, oh yeah, Sniper Elite is a stealth game, and it's great. So Sniper Elite 4, I think, is one of the best stealth games, hands down. It has one mechanic, and you explore that mechanic really to the fullest by the time you're done the game. The timing your shots thing, I always find really satisfying. Then you get the x-ray of some poor, not poor Nazis. Ooh, almost made a, mm-hmm. made a faux pas. Yeah. Some, some Nazi who quite deserves to have his balls shattered with a 50 caliber round gets his balls shattered with a 50 caliber round. Uh, I think Sniper Elite 4 might be my favorite stealth series. And everyone else cared. Anyway, Greg. <laughs> and, yep, nobody cared. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, go on. I'll, I'll cover this side of it. Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. That is my favorite stealth game of the generation. Um, and it is a beauty. But we'll hear a lot more about this later, I'm pretty sure. sure. So, Craig. We also heard about it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hear about it again. Uh, again. It's also my stealth game, but I don't play stealth games as in stealthy. I just shoot the shit out of everything. Um, if I'm forced, <laughs> if I'm forced to play stealth, Yay! yeah. If I'm forced to play stealth, it's kind of normally a point of like I'm not going to play this game anymore. But yeah, Metal Gear Solid was was good fun because you didn't have to stealth. And uh, yeah, pew pew. Yeah. Um. Well, st- like stealth for me, um, my actual stealth game of of the the century of of life probably is Hitman Two, as in. The sequel to the 2016 Hitman, um, the world of assassination, because it pulls in all the levels from Hitman. I, I just love, love, I love that game so, so much. It's non-traditional stealth, I suppose. It's hiding in plain sight. It's working out 
what persona you need to become to access a different area, to figure out a thing, to set off a series of events, to kill someone. And it's just, IO have built the best killing sandbox ever. And they hit the nail on the head with the first one and then just made it better in two and then pulled the first game back into two. And it it, it just, it's just brilliant. Um, And stealth for me is like, my list so far, looking at my list, I've got Dishonored 2, Deus Ex, Shadow Tactics, Prey, Metal Gear Solid. We're all stealth. It's all of those, the love of all of those games is based on the stealth mechanics within it. So stealth is a big part of what I love about games. Um, so Hitman 2, you did, you did, you did a good job there. Thank you. And Hitman 3 comes out next week. And I just hope. That. We will all say goodbye to Craig. <laughs> I, well, I, I said earlier, um, Shadow Tactics was a game I haven't finished. I only finished Hitman Two last week or this week. Like I've only just finished the last level because it was just in time for Hitman Three to come along. I've been playing that game. I put a lot of hours into that game over years or a year and a bit. However long, what year are we in? Twenty twenty one now. Jeez. Yep. Um. But yeah, the the stories kind of fluff in places. It's not it's not about that really. It's just about how you interact with the world, and the world they've built is amazing, as I say. And I, I, need, yeah. I need to stop um, talking. That's fine. We, we did an episode on Hitman, so I mean, I, again, I still think it is the only game I've played where using the term puzzle box makes sense. Like it is, it is so good, but. Moving on to one of my favorite genres, one of Luke's unfavorite, I am sorry. Uh, we have 2D platformers, and this has been a gen with some monster 2D platformers, man. Uh, this has been a blast to play through this gen. With uh, the one I picked being a bit contentious, but Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze is by far the best 2D platformer I have ever played. The, the music is fantastic. It manages to look good on the Wii U still, which is like a feat. Um, it, it was so much fun to try for the extra objectives, to play with different partners. For It was just, I monstered through that game, and it's still best of the generation, man. I love Tropical Freeze. Do you want to go, Kirk? Yeah, I was just going to, like, I, I too am a fan of So the game Freeze. I'm going to pick is... <laughs> <laughs> I too... I'm a fan of Tropical Freeze. I It was one of the few games I played in the Wii U. I picked up my Wii U very late in the Wii U's life. In fact, it was at the end of its life. Um, my 2D platformer of the generation is Celeste. Uh, based on a lot of the things I said last week, it, it, was a, it was a great challenge, an optional challenge to take strawberries on. It had the same kind of like flipped world mixtape stuff that things like... Last generation, my favourite 2D platformer would have been Super Meat Boy for all the same reasons. The soundtrack, the mix-up of levels, the perfect balance of difficulty. So the the core game is all right to get through and then you've got all these wee challenges and bits. Um, Celeste just hit all the nails on the head and I didn't even care about the story. You know, it's a beautiful game. I just, I didn't, it wasn't a story that connected with or I connected with or, or saw myself in, which a lot of people did. Um, I just it was just a solid game. Yeah, as as someone who doesn't like um 2D games that much, just because I'm terrible at them, Celeste is amazing. 
I think the biggest feat Craig is beating Celeste with the Switch controller. Yeah. <laughs> like the Joy Cons, the Joy Cons make that twice as hard as it needed to be, uh, especially with Joy Con Drift, which which is why I never finished it because, um, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, the drift is horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of two D games, I'm gonna go for a bit of a naff answer because Sonic isn't a great two D platformer. I don't think anybody will say that, but Sonic Mania was a great return to form i think or maybe a return to decency um it had a form <laughs> yeah yeah he's finally finally figured it out uh yeah sonic mania i think just for the first time in a while was a sonic game that i could get behind and as someone who loved sonic when he was a kid it's good to see him back so um yeah it's it's not the best 2d platformer but it's a great sonic game so yeah Play it's it. a pretty damn good game. Yeah, I'm glad you like it, Dave. It's 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 almost as good as Yoshi's Island. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Michael, you're up. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so mine isn't strictly a, a platformer. It's, well, it's it's a platformer puzzle, but inside this was Playdead's second big game after Limbo. Limbo was a game I wasn't a huge fan of, but. Uh, Inside basically corrected all the faults, and it's it's just a self-contained. It, I thought it was masterpiece. Really, it was probably. Um, I think it was quite certain to be game of the year the year that it came out as well for me. Um, I've, I've urged you guys to play it, and I'm sure you you all will at some point. But yeah, it's just it's just a really cool little self-contained s- story within a sort of. If you think of sort of running away from the FBI or something or not knowing exactly what's going on in the story and then sort of running through all these dark, horrible looking places, seeing all sorts of sort of George Orwell style sort of scenery going on. It's, it's it's pretty mad and you know, if you've ever seen a trailer of it or anything like that, you've probably got a good gist of, of what it looks like and where it's going, but you've probably got no idea of ultimately where it's gonna go. And uh yeah, it was just a real surprise shortish enough to not be considered as a full sort of thing but but yeah yeah everything was perfect polished nice good sound good everything um yeah definitely game of the generation for me i am i blame my wife for me not playing it uh because because i played through limbo because she wanted to see it we both really enjoyed limbo like i I think limbo is really good um and she's just not been in the mood to watch a kid die repeatedly over and over again so once she is (laughs) We will be playing inside. I don't have a problem with watching kids die. That's a terrible sentence. Moving on. Um, (laughs) On the opposite end of the coin, that doesn't make me sound like a monster, uh, is the best 3D platformer. Uh, This is something that I didn't click with any 3D platformers really this year. Like My answer is something I've clicked with, but I've talked about a bunch. Uh, I didn't play anything that really grabbed me in the 3D space of platforming. Um, so, Ratchet & Clank. I've played it pr- through probably three times now. I genuinely love Ratchet & Clank. I think the, the remaster slash remake, whatever it is, is one of the best PS4 games. And it still looks phenomenal for uh, coming out pretty early in its life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Insomniac do some sort of miracle thing of like they do it injecting blurriness and and I think it's called temporal injection or something like that. But it looks cinematic, doesn't it? In fact, I think we we said on the episode it does. That, 
it's quite hard to distinguish between this and the actual movie, which was released similar sort of time frame. Yeah. Yep, it really is. And I think I think the biggest point or the biggest thing for me was the first time there are eight hundred billion million moving things on screen all bouncing about in different <laughs> directions. Bolts. Uh, and it's st- yep. it's still sixty frames a second, beautiful glory and everything's sharp, and you're just like, This is this is which it's witchcraft. This thing should be crunching, you know, like what is the meaning of life? Supercomputer style. <laughs> that's that's a weird thing you said there because I think it's actually thirty, but it makes it feel like it's sixty oh, is it because 30? They, they do this weird sort of Yeah, yeah, it's a lock at thirty. Oh, in fact, but, that is Deja vu and a half because that exact that exact bit happened in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, even past that, it's it fundamentally the gameplay of it feels feels great, doesn't it? Feels like a ratchet mm-hmm. game, and it sort of yeah, yeah, it is polished, polished. You know, you know, I love my polish, and it's got a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. I'll I'll okay. On you go. On you go, Dave. Well, no, I was going to say on the opposite end of polish, but still just as much heart. Craig, what do you got? God, see, he put, that was my line, word for word there, on the opposite <laughs> end of polish. Um, yeah, it's reasonably polished. I, a hat in time really grabbed me by the heart strings and just tugged. It has, it's it's a great wee game. It's got vibes from, you know, your Mario Galaxy. It's got vibes from Luigi's Mansion. It's got a better level a better horror level than any of Luigi's Mansion on the Switch had. It's it's proper pucker wee gaming. You're just a little girl. You've got to collect a bunch of time things, and the world that you're in and navigating is cute. It's so Nintendo. It's unbelievable. But you're sitting playing it on a PlayStation, and I just thought this is it's it's a great game. There's a level that you play. You're on a train, and everyone you talk to is just trying to get your personal details. Someone's like, "Oh, what's your mother's maiden name?" And you actually have to type in. You know, like what your mother's maiden name is and stuff like that. And before you know it, you're like, "Am I sending? Am I sending all this information off to the developers or something?" <laughs> like, they've, got, they've got my date of birth. They've got my mother's maiden name. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, but the the level design, it's like distinct levels each time. So you get a train puzzle to solve or a, a murder to solve, and you've got the horror level and stuff. I just thought it was fab. And Dave, did did you? Uh, you might hate it. I can't remember. But did you play? Did anyone else play it? I played a good chunk of it. I got up until the uh, Spooky Woods mm-hmm. is where I got to. And it just, I don't know if, if it was just the mood I was in or what. It just kind of made me go, ugh. And so I, I just kind of stopped. I something I planned to go back to and finish. It just didn't. It's a better Mario than Mario. I think it's better than, never mind. It's <laughs> Luke or Mike? <laughs> that was that was nearly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Mike, you go. Oh, okay, okay. So, so, uh, yeah, it's it's not a better Mario than Mario Odyssey, obviously. Although, although looking back on it being the generation, there might be one Mario game I might have preferred to this, but that's another story. Um, yeah, Mario Odyssey is is the big switch. Behemoth is that the right word? Is that even said right? <laughs> Behemoth. Behemoth. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's brilliant. It, it does the job. It's got all the all the worlds. It feels great. There's you can't really sit, you can't really go wrong with it. Look at the box art. That tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> um, 
There's a hat and there's an Italian man. What else do you need <laughs> to know? But it's it's cool with Cappy this time getting to sort of like I'll I'll admit I don't think the cap's used as much as you'd you'd expect it to be to be honest. But the way, the times it is used, it's cool. I thought the HD rumble came into play and felt really good in the places where it was being used. Graphically, it looks amazing. Whether it's on portable or on the screen, um. You know, and the whole, I, I thought there were loads of cool little artistic choices picked up here and there. Loads of new worlds, which sort of brought new style into Mario, which you've not seen for a good while. A lot of it seems to be based off sort of, uh, say, Mario 64 or something like that. I felt like they were finally picking up and throwing a bit, injecting a bit new sort of artistic style into everything. Very stylish, very fancy. And uh, yeah, fun. 60 frames per second. <laughs> Just, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, love it. Luke, any any more to add? Yeah, uh, also my pick, and uh, yeah, it's just just a great game. It's maybe not as good as previous Mario games, but it's it's can you go wrong with the Mario game of this quality? Um, and I I really struggle. I mean, Ratchet and Clank's a great game, but in terms of a three D platformer, I think Mario tops it. Um, I can't think of anything that beats it. Yeah, no, it's. It's just solid from start to finish. And Bowser, oh, how good does he look in that tuxedo? Um, yeah. Bowser's a boss in, <laughs> in Mario Odyssey. He is. He's pretty good. Um, we could, we could, our, I think, I think mine, and I don't want to speak for Craig, but I think we've talked about it. Our, our feelings for that have gone down since the episode, but that is an argument for another time. We should have a second argument episode. It'd be great. No, you. <laughs> All right, so you're a very, you're a very oh, really? confrontation-focused yeah. person. Um, so we are going to call it here. We have another group of categories that we're going to do that are much more nebulous. Um, just in case you're wondering, oh. it, it's you know, I I do have do, do, well, I read out some stats from from the spreadsheet. Sure, sure, sure. I'm game. Yeah. Right. Okay. So between the four of us. We had seventy-eight opportunities to input a game. This is this is my stats. This is my out of interest for us, but we've got some top games out of this. So there were fifty-eight games mentioned out of seventy-eight, and then there was nine games that got more than one vote. So we agreed, the four of us at some point crossed oh over gosh. and agreed on nine games. And then of those, I'll just give you the top level one. There's three games that are clear winners. We have a top three games of the generation out of the really? show. <laughs> yeah, because there's three games that three of us agreed on. Star Wars Battlefront 2. <laughs> no, not quite. Ukulele. Not quite. Um, so our three games based off this episode of the generation are Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. Oh, what? <laughs> the Witcher 3, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. That's the only three... That's Where's the only. Divinity? Only two of us said Divinity 2, when one person said Divinity 1. Uh, yeah. I, had I known this, Metal Gear Solid would not be in this list. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why when I said, make sure your answers are final, I didn't say why. <laughs> um, so next week, I'll do I'll do one for next week and then cross-reference thing and make a wee, you know, like, pivot table and we'll, we'll spit out some top game, like a collective top games thing. Cool. I'll tell you what, like, like in terms of uh, us as a collection, a collective, 
picking a top three, that pretty much satisfies everyone for at we like at least one in the top three. That's yeah. not a bad top three. I mean, I agree with Luke. I wouldn't have put Metal Gear Solid yeah. in there, but you know, different strokes for Craig. Yeah, I think I'm the only <laughs> person that had all three of those games in my list, to be honest. I like the, rest, the way you've manipulated this list. I have okay. not manipulated. I didn't manipulate it. It's right there. It's just words. There was no manipulation. I, I, I'll just say that you've got all three of those games in your list. I do. They weren't all there this morning. They, I would like a recount. <laughs> um, uh, other than... All right. Than, so... Yeah. yeah, anyway. Go, go, go. So, uh, that was part one. Uh, like I said, next week we have some more ethereal questions, such as, you know, what was your favorite one for, for this console, or what was, you know, the one that you think defined the generation the most? Things like that. So, a lot less uh, genre-based. Statistic-based. Yeah, yeah genre-based, whatever you want to call it. So, uh, if you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening. We will, of course, resume our normal big game retro rewind schedule after next week's episode. Uh, the next big game that we'll be talking about is going to be... It seems like I've been saying this for three months. <laughs> <You have. laughs> it's Punch-Out. Punch-Out uh, for the Wii and Super Punch-Out for the Super Nintendo. So if anybody else would like to send us those their thoughts on those games, uh, whether they like them or not, you can do that at biteffect.com. Uh, don't worry about liking, rating, or subscribing because who cares? I would like to say a giant thank you to my good friends or sticking around for like two and a half hours and arguing about games all week in Discord. Um, so, gentlemen, say good night and find people. Good night, gentlemen. Good night. Good night, fine people. Good night, fine people.